Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly's keeps you in the Jersey No. Welcome to Thursday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelis. The smoke is clearing. I could actually see the clouds up in the sky. It's getting better. It's getting better. Take the governor's advice and use your head. What's he going to say, right? He has no idea what's going on. Uh, but we do. I'll tell you what's going on tonight. Tom Baldinger, the uh, movie director, is coming in tonight from 624 Productions. Beer League, the series, will be coming out on June 19th. Unsuited, the pilot will be screened on Long Beach Island tomorrow with Dan Loria and Anthony Dennison, and they'll be talking about that later on. Uh, we've had the last two nights of What's It Like by You? So it's kind of like a little reset now because uh, while we were checking out the smoke, there's a lot of smoke being blown <laughs> all around New Jersey. Uh, some uh, at the exhaust of buses. I was talking to my sister on the way in about the idea that why aren't school buses air conditioned? You know, um, I know like it's such a low priority, but why aren't school buses air conditioned? They're talking about like the, how the buses had to drive with their windows up because they didn't want the outside smoke coming in. And the parents were driving the kids because uh, they didn't want them in the suffocating on the school bus. And I know, like, busing is a big problem now. Freehold Township, they're trying to fight to get the um, the short-distance busing. I forget what that's called. The courtesy busing uh, back. And it's kind of like the last thing anybody thinks of. But when you see something like this, you know, I'm surprised that you can't buy a car without air conditioning. But you can buy school buses without air conditioning. And then the idea came up, well, how are you going to pay for it? And I think, well... You know, God forbid, you know, we want to raise the school tax. I mean, there are towns where we pay ridiculous school tax money. And then there are other towns where we just throw all kinds of money at schools. Uh, some places they spend much more on a student than they do in others, as we know here in New Jersey. But it's a shame that, like, you couldn't get someone to, like, privatize it and say, you know, uh, I don't know, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola will pay for the, for the air conditioning on the buses in exchange for free advertising on the buses. We can't put Coca-Cola on billboards. That's bad. That's soda. That's evil. Well, make it the Sonny Water. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, wouldn't it be great if you could find a sponsor and just air condition the school buses? But even with that, shouldn't school buses be air conditioned? Why is that considered, like, a luxury for our kids when you can't buy a car without air conditioning today? I'm just thinking this off the top of my head. I didn't start anything yet. I just had this conversation coming in. But you would think that it would be like a, a mandatory, like a priority. Whether or not you can afford to pay for it. We buy so much in New Jersey that we can't afford to pay for. We've got windmills off the Jersey Shore, right? We've got turbines off the shore that may or may not be killing dolphins and whales. And we don't care what that costs, right? 
When you did the state house for $330 million, we had the money. Nobody cared. But why not? I mean, why aren't the school buses air conditioned? Uh, David is in Old Bridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, David. Hey, Steve. It's me, Toll Boy the 8, man. What's up, man? What are you doing, pal? What are you thinking? I'm, well, I'm eating dinner right now. I'm having marinara and a linguine, and I'm feeling good. But I got the answer to your uh, question, though. Why? Okay. In the northeast part of the country, school ends in June. In Maryland, it ends actually in May. Right. So they figure you don't need air conditioning because, you know, kids are out of school. In Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, parts of California, like Bakersfield, uh, San Bernardino, they have air conditioning because, you know, it's blazing hot out there, even in April and June. So that's pretty much why. But the 16-passenger school buses have air conditioning, so especially for special needs kids because I've been driving a bus 13 years. Okay, so you would know. But I mean, like, but think about it. We've, we've done the topic, why aren't schools air conditioned when they're staying yeah. into, like, the end of June or they're starting yeah. in early September? So you've got those right. couple of months where it's hot out. Yeah, this is true. I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, and you got kids with asthma, right? You got kids yeah. dealing with, especially today. There's so many more allergies and stuff. I'm yeah, really surprised that no one and, thinks and, of this. And don't forget emphysema. Some kids have lung problems. They have special needs. Right. Kids, they can't. They don't breathe. I don't know. Maybe they just can't afford, especially to retrofit it into these older schools. Some of these schools are built back in the 50s and 60s. So no, no, I'm talking about the bus. I'm just talking about the bus. I'm talking about the school. I'm talking about the bus. You know, when you're buying new school yeah. buses, get them with air conditioning. Yeah, this is true. But like I said, when school ends in June, they figure you don't need it. So that's why they don't get the big buses, don't have uh, air conditioning. Only the smaller buses have because they normally work through the summer. Like I'm doing a summer camp. Turn it on. So my bus has air conditioning. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right, David. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What do you think? Should they be air conditioned? Should school buses be air conditioned? Uh, And again, where would the money come from? I don't know. Regardless of the money. Should they be air conditioned? Or is it like, well, you know what? It's only a month. Would you go the month of May without turning the air conditioner on in your car? Would you go the month of uh, May or the month of September without turning the air conditioner on in your car? Because your children are going back and forth to school that way. Right? Here we had the smoke yesterday. Right? We had, can't, you can't keep the windows open because you don't want the smoke to come in and blow around the bus. But you got to keep the windows up, but there's no air conditioning in the bus, so it's this stale, suffocating air. And parents, well, they're driving their kids to school in the air conditioning. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm only going to do this right now. I'm just, I just had this on my mind, and I'm just asking, you know, what you think. Should school buses in New Jersey be air conditioning? Be air conditioned. Money be damned. You know, if we could find a way to air condition, if it were financially feasible, and you know, in New Jersey, we do things whether or not they're financially feasible. But should that be something that would be important enough to do? Put air conditioning in school buses? Kids are dealing with allergies. Kids are dealing with emphysema. Kids are dealing with all kinds of things today that they didn't used to deal with. And the air quality is a lot different as well. But also the fact that, like I said, if, if, if it didn't matter, then why, you know, why you cannot get a car that doesn't have air conditioning? Why you can't, you know, get on any vehicle that doesn't have air conditioning except for a New Jersey school bus? 
1-800-283-101.5. If you've been thinking about adding a pet to your family, my friends at Pet Center in Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Oldbridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Here's Fast Track. 101.5. New Jersey weather is brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvement. Carl's your one-stop shop for incredible service on all your outdoor home improvement needs. Decking, roofing, siding, windows, and doors, and of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit ByCarl's.com. That's BYCarls.com. So why are school buses air-conditioned? Should they be? 1-800-283-101.5. Steve is in Lawrenceville on New Jersey 101.5. Steve, up. Hey, Steve. I love this show. You, you, typically, I don't like to coddle anybody. But you got a good point because the, the amount of leverage these municipal, school municipalities, municipalities, school districts have to buy buses, they can get that in with a blink. It wouldn't cost the manufacturer anything to equip it with AC. It's ridiculous. But yeah. you, you got a good point. It's easy. It's an easy thing. You know what? Sell it. Sell it. You know what? We will, we, you air can, you, you know, we will give you a number and you will pay for the air conditioning on the buses. In exchange for that, we will let you advertise inside and outside of the buses. Billboards. It'd be worth it. They could write it off. You know, I used to own a school bus to drive around just as a preference to drive. I'm not kidding you, one of those little ones. Right. But the truth is, you don't have to even go that far. They are so anxious to make the deal because there's, there's all sorts of, there's Blue Jay, there's all sorts of different competing companies. Oh, the buses. To... Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Why I not? love this show, man. You're very, you got a calm nature. That That's what I like. I appreciate that. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Tina is in Northeast Philly on New Jersey 101.5. Tina, what are you thinking? It's it's Gina with a G. Oh, Gina. I'm sorry. Yes. That's okay. Let me tell you something. We are coddling our children too much. Oh, come on. You are in our uniform. Both ways, a uphill. Up a mile oh, stop. In the heat. Stop. In the, in the cold. Uh-huh. Stop. Stop you coddling wear, did, these did, kids. Did, My daughter yeah. just graduated from Penn State University, and her first car didn't have air conditioning. Well, that's because you're a bad mother. <laughs> no, I'm not a bad mother. I'm an excellent mother. That's I'm why kidding. my daughter's graduated from Penn State. Oh, that's why. Maybe she yeah. maybe she went to Penn State to finally go to a place where they had air conditioning. Oh no, we had air conditioning, but, oh, she, but not in the she, car. She, she didn't. The bus. No, she didn't need it on the bus. All right, let me ask you this. Let me. I did that. Let me ask you this. When you get on the public service bus, right? When you you go, you get on a city bus. I Is don't. it air conditioned? I don't know. I haven't ridden the bus since I was in high school. Okay, when you rode the bus, my in air high conditioner is not on right now. Okay, but it's different right car. now. You don't need it right now. Some people put it on. I keep my air conditioner on. 
especially now because it's so stuffy and hot out. But also, I could regulate it. But most cars have climate control. But this is the thing, though. You get a day like yesterday, right? You got this smoke all over the place. The uh-huh. kids are going to school with the windows up, and they can't breathe because uh-huh. the air is so stuffy. Meanwhile, look at my mask. Everybody's so. This, the, the mask is going to make it harder. I'm not worried about the mask, but the mask makes it even harder to breathe. Oh, right. So why did they make such a big deal about it when when the COVID came out? Okay. I didn't make a big deal about it when I didn't make a big deal about it when the COVID came out. The kids can survive a little heat, a little bit of uncomfortable. Uh, Let me ask you this. All right, I'll tell you what. You you turn your air conditioner off for the month of June and the month of September. No matter how hot it gets. When it was ninety degrees last Friday, did you have the air conditioner on? I was in the mountains in the sun. Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling New Jersey 101.5. I mean, come on. You know, the more I'm thinking about this now, why aren't the school buses air conditioned in New Jersey? Should they be? I mean, we had a 90 degree day last Friday. We have COVID relief money that they're buying SUVs for each other. Eight SUVs were bought for Murphy and his his merry men and uh, merry women and merry lieutenant governor. We spend it on a transgender hotline. Can we spend it on air conditioning school buses for the kids? 1-800-283-101.5. I mean, seriously. I just, you talk, we talked about air conditioning in schools, like for the month of June, the month of September. Ah, wow, we got all the buildings, all the stuff. Okay, I get it. But these are, these are school buses. You know, and as Steve said earlier, you know, when you buy the bus, you make a deal, they'll throw in the air conditioning. But here's the other thing. It gives you something to sell. You could actually sell the advertising rights on those buses. Local businesses could pay for it. What does it cost to buy a school bus with air conditioning? Or trade in your school bus to get one with air conditioning? This isn't rocket science, people. How much does it cost to get an air conditioner in a school bus? I mean, I remember going back. When they used to sell those under-the-dash air conditioners for cars, and they'd be somewhere between, like, about $1,000. So whatever it is, couldn't it be done? Andrew's in Flemington on New Jersey Water 1.5. I do not want to hear a joke. Okay, I must be in the fart row. Yes. So, uh, what do you think? That's shoot. Darn. I really wanted to tell you a joke. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for calling New Jersey Water 1.5. <laughs> I don't know. But seriously. I saw the phones all light up and then they went away. But it just makes sense to me that if you can bargain for the air conditioning on the school bus, you know, you can make a deal with the company selling the bus. What could it cost? And if you could, you know, if if you could also trade out the advertising, there's the money for it. I always like the idea of trading stuff out to begin with. But 1-800-283-101.5, as we come off this, you know, this smoke thing that we've had the last couple of days, these wildfires with this smoke, and the kids got to drive in the buses. We had a 90-degree day last Friday. Who wants to go back and forth to school in a bus with no air conditioning? Did anybody on that day, like on a day when it's too hot and your kids are on a bus, do you turn the air conditioner off in your car? And if it could be done, should it be done? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm not like campaigning for it. I'm just, the more I think about it, the more it just makes total sense that I can't believe. I can't believe a business would turn their air conditioner off in June. So by the same token, why would we take the, you know, why would we deny our children 
air conditioning when they're on a bus. And how long are they on these buses for? You know, some, t- some kids are on the bus for a few minutes. Some kids are on the bus for like an hour or so as it makes its rounds all over the place. So how do you feel about the idea? Should school buses in, a de- in 2023, when kids have allergies, they can't breathe? What do you think? Tony uh, is on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tony. Hello. How are you this evening? Good. You? What are you thinking? I am thinking I purchased a school bus last summer. Right. And it wasn't one of the long ones, and it wasn't one of the short ones. It was a medium bus. A medium one. We turned a medium bus, and we turned it into an ice cream truck, and it came with air conditioning. Really? Yes, it was yellow to begin with, and we, of course, we painted it white. Right. Um, but it has air conditioning. Well, I mean, like, well, do all school buses have air conditioning? No, I don't know about that. I don't know. I haven't been in any other school buses. This is the only one, and it's air conditioned. Yeah, but I, I don't know, like, if that's, you know, I don't know if that's the way that works, though. You know what I mean? It may be something, and maybe you just happen to buy one with air conditioning. I would hope that they don't have air conditioning, and they're just not turning it on. But then again... Um, I, bought, I bought it from a large school bus company that has school buses all over Middlesex County. So I really don't know. It was yellow. Right. Like black stripes or whatever. Right. Like a regular school bus. And it, it has air conditioning. How about uh, that? Maybe just the little buses have air conditioning. I don't know. D- did it also come with a jingle? <laughs> maybe we could do that as the kids go to school. <laughs> By the way, this is your new news intro. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I like it. it you know, I'm Uncle- just going to crave ice cream every time I start my news. That's the problem. Uncle Floyd wrote the words to this song. Oh, yeah? Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5. Weather brought to you by the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation. Whether you're an elite athlete or just someone struggling with pain, Dr. Jody Sarah at the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation cares about improving the function of your body. Go to lesspainbetterhealth.com to learn more. All right. So uh, I put a Twitter poll up now. You can follow me at Real Steve Trev. I uh, just put it up right now. Should New Jersey school buses be air conditioned? And uh, I think they should. It just, you know, and, and you know, the more I thought about this, the more reasons. It's so hard to find people to drive the school buses. They're willing to pay 30 bucks an hour for people to drive the school buses. So you got to deal with unruly kids. Well, one way to cure, cure that or one incentive would be that you're sitting in an air-conditioned bus. Maybe that calms the kids down. Maybe that, you know, that, uh, you know, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Eases their their heated pain. Judy's in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Judy. Hi. How you doing? Good. What are you thinking, Judy? Uh, well, I've been in busing a long time. All the vans have air conditioning. They have air conditioning because there's special needs kids on there. They have kids that have seizures that need to have air conditioning. They have kids on certain medications, and it helps them behave and more comfortable and easier all the way around for the students not to have a meltdown. Right. On a big bus, you take high school kids, they, they hardly ever ride the bus. The buses are empty. Taxpayers are paying a lot of money for it. 
but they have to have a bus because if there's an evacuation drill, whether it's a shooter or whether the school's on fire, whatever, you need the bus. Have those buses. So they run around empty. Parents drive. Well, don't turn the air conditioner on then. They drive them every day because the kids can't get wet. They can't stand out for the bus because they'll get wet. They what? can't go stand out in the winter because they don't wear a coat. Wait a minute. You got to go to the bus stop and stand there, right? Yeah, they don't do that. They won't do it. Well, what is that, well, then how are they getting on the bus? Only a few get on. Well, then the that's it. But that's not your problem. The problem is you're providing the bus. Right. The only time it's very hotter is when there's more kids on there. And that's when only in the elementary level, usually. When it's 90 and degrees outside, like it was last Friday, should there have been air conditioning on that bus? I believe not because it's so few days and the cost would be a lot more money. And then when it breaks, everybody's going to have a meltdown. They can't work. They can't drive. The kids can't get on the bus because no air. But they're, not getting, but they're getting on the bus now with no air. If anything, you don't, have, you don't have to turn the air on. You could decide when you want to turn it on. But, I mean, would you drive your car in June without, without air conditioning? When you drive in June and September and it's hot outside, do you keep your air conditioner off regardless? I do keep it off a lot. I don't like, I don't like being cold at all. I like even a hair. Okay, <laughs> but, but still. That's beside the point. You know, I no, mean, it's, I it's exactly the point. Like if hair. we're not doing it for ourselves, why wouldn't we do it for our children? There's classrooms without air conditioning still. And we're that's two wrongs don't make a right. I mean, I don't know. People pay a lot of money. I would think I'd want classrooms before I want buses for there. All right. Well, I, we'll talk about classrooms another day. <laughs> you want to put a box there in a classroom? Fine. I mean, you might not know there are classrooms without air still. I know there are classrooms without air. We've done that topic. Now, now you're getting me to do another topic. Most of the buses are on the road for a half hour unless you go to a non-public or private school. Okay. Well, when you get in a car, you're in a car for about a half hour. You turn on the air conditioning. Harold's in Boundbrook of New Jersey, 101.5. Hi, Harold. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about yeah, you? Um, the way I'm looking at this, I have all kinds of allergies. I grew up without an air conditioning in the house and in the car. And okay, I well, you also walked to school both ways when you were a kid. Now we've, you know, we've evolved. We've gotten better, right? Well, we're not talking, you had we're not black and white about. television when you were a kid. Now you wouldn't think of not. They can't even buy a black and white television. You can't well, buy a car without air conditioning. Well, listen, I don't watch TV, and I don't walk both ways to work. I took a bus, and I didn't have air conditioner. So the bottom line How do you is, get there now? How do I get there now? I've been, you, out of school for, I've been out of school for a while. How do you get to work two. now? Uh, I either take a cab or okay. I walk because my car broke down. Is the cab air conditioned? Only if there's a customer in the car. Okay, well, if there's a kid in a bus, shouldn't he have air conditioning? Or at least the ability well, to have way. air conditioning? All right. If the kid gets on the bus with an air conditioner and goes home and then goes outside to play in 90-degree weather for four hours or five hours, what's the difference he can't sit on a bus for an hour with no AC? Again, why should he have to? Why should or he? she? Or she. Why should they? When's it ever going to be enough? They're going to want but AC again, the you, next thing. You, 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 you hear what you're saying? <laughs> Please, sir, I want more. May I just have what? a half hour of air conditioning? 
but that's the way it is in society. You give them something, and they're going to want something else. You give them that. No, it's called evolution. Else. You're giving them a school bus, right? You're putting kids who have allergies and like like today, like the last couple of days. You have smoke well, outside. Is, you raise the allergies. windows. Okay, two I got allergies. Make. I'm outside. Good for you. Okay, but that doesn't mean I want my kids outside. If kids could have a school bus, what's the problem? An air-conditioned school bus. Who's footing the bill? We find money to give SUVs out to, uh, you know, friends of the governor and workers of the governor. Well, we find money for transgender hotlines. We find money and we find money to redo the state house for $330 million. We could, do a, we could redo a Murphy's office for a million or so. Why can't we find air conditioning them, on the school bus? Behind the, our back too. Okay, well, I'm being I'm very upfront about that. this. I'm not doing it behind your back. I'm just telling you. I uh, think kids I know should you have are. school. I'm just saying. I think kids should have no. air conditioning in the school buses. Right, I understand too. But listen, I grew up with allergies. Again, I know listen, you I'm grew a, up. But again, you know, our, our parents scrub floors so that we wouldn't have to. You can't go back to I grew up this way because the world isn't like it was the way we grew up. I hate to tell you. You know, you want to go back to the way you grew up? You want to live like the way you grew up? You know, we didn't have color TV. Why should they have color TV? We didn't have air conditioning. Then why can't you buy a car without air conditioning? Because we've grown. What do you think? Should there be uh, air conditioning in school buses? It is summer. You missing out on activities you love? Taking a walk on the beach or a swim in the ocean? Not able to join that walking tour on your vacation because of knee pain, back pain, or any kind of pain? Well, start enjoying your life. Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescriptions needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Ramsey, Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. On New Jersey 101.5. Traffic and weather brought to you by Neshanik's Riverside Inn. Riverside Inn in Neshanik in Somerset County in the middle of nowhere, yet in the center of everything. Enjoy the best locally grown food while you relax on the outside patio and bar, plus great live music Thursdays and Saturdays. See Facebook for events or Riverside in Neshanik.com. So school buses... Should they be air-conditioned? I think absolutely positively. I can't believe that they're not. And uh, it's like the last thing. You know, we, we think about, you know, banks are air-conditioned. Every business is air-conditioned. You go to work in air-conditioning. You get in your car, you have the option of putting the air-conditioner on. I put a Twitter poll up, like, like before, 10 minutes ago. Uh, 38 votes. Should school buses be air conditioning? 63.2% say yes. 36.8% say no. And, and I don't want to hear this. Well, back in my day, you know what? Back in your day, they rode horses. We're not doing that anymore. Valerie's in Rockaway on New Jersey 101.5. Okay, maybe not horses. They drove Mustangs, and we don't make those anymore. But still. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Valerie? Hey, Steve. I absolutely agree with you. Um... For what I pay in school taxes, I live in Rockaway Township. Oh, my and, God. Uh, you should get a limousine oh, to school. <laughs> I know, right? Anyway, uh, it, 
I'm listening to the people talking to you, and I'm thinking, do they not, do they not have children, or why are they so angry and bitter? Yeah. I don't get it because, um, like I said, it, it, why would somebody? Do, I remember, you know, being younger. I actually grew up down there. I uh, went to Central Regional High School, right. and I lived in Seaside. So from Seaside to Bayville, that was a bit of a ride. And we had to, like, force the windows down to get some air. Yeah. Um, and it was that stillness. Know. There was no breeze. And all you did was bake. And sometimes you're on that bus for over an hour because depending on where you get on and how long it takes right. them to go through the motions of the ride. Like a 45-minute ride from Seaside to Bayville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So I'm all for the kids having, you know what, the money that I pay, take some of that tax money and make sure they put it into the school bus air conditioning. That's re- These people are so angry and bitter that are calling. They don't well, deserve they do air that. conditioning. Like, you know what? Everyone who calls and doesn't like it, turn your air conditioning off for the rest of the month. See how you feel. Get in your car. Well, don't turn on. The- if the air conditioning broke in their car, they'd be the first one at the mechanic bitching and moaning about it. Right. Yeah, and when you ask that question, you see how quiet they get. Oh, absolutely. Val, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. John is in Old Bridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. How you doing, Steve? Good. What are you thinking? Well, these boneheads that are calling in about uh, it's okay for no air conditioning. I had to be on a school bus for years, baking inside of a school bus, it's a baking inside of a school with no air conditioning. So I don't know what their problem is. I think school bus, school buses should have air conditioning. And I'm pretty sure all the buses made today have air conditioning. Well, if that's the case, why aren't they turning them on? I mean, if they're actually making that's a very good question. I don't know. Some people said that they had a school bus that had air conditioning. If your school bus has air conditioning, why are they not turning them on? Maybe they're trying to save gas. There's no excuse for that. You know what? No, there isn't. There isn't. That that or that that or, that would be criminal. That you would bake these kids. You know, like today, last couple of days, you've got the windows up, right? You've got all this smoke outside, and they can't breathe inside. And then you got kids with allergies. You got kids with all kinds of pulmonary stuff or whatever. You know, it's it's worse today than it was. In, you know, in that area. Why would you not turn it on? Yeah, John, it makes total sense. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Should New Jersey school buses be air conditioning? Now we're up to 6634. Karen's in Bridgewater on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Karen. Hey, Steve. I can't even tell you, like, people are crazy. I agree. They wouldn't go a day without, they wouldn't go a second without air conditioning. Whether it's in the schools, whether it's in the buses, times are changing. It, it doesn't even matter what they had years ago. It doesn't matter that we want better for our kids. It, it's that it's evolving. And now it's global warming. You know, right? You want to talk about climate change and global warming? Make your, well, there's Murphy's argument. Right? Worried about wind turbines. We're worried about, worried about the, you know, putting windmills off the shore. We won't put air conditioning in the school buses? Exactly. And that's the thing. And some of these kids, they're not on there for, you know, 10, 20 minutes. Some of these kids, I'm in Bridgewater, we're a big town. Some of these kids are on there for over an hour. I know. We drive our kids, so we don't have that issue. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and that's one of the reasons. We have kids with asthma, allergies, all of that. But these kids absolutely need it. And I like what you said before. Why don't we put these parents or these people that are calling up on a bus for an hour with no air conditioning 
and let's see how they feel about it. And they, I bet you their attitudes would change then. Yeah, they could sing the wheels on the bus go round and round. Stick around. In Jersey, you'll hear it on New Jersey 101.5 and read about it on nj1015.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevely is talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. Tom Baldinger, the big-time movie director, coming in at 9 o'clock. He's got uh, the screening of Unsuited tomorrow, Long Beach Island, with Anthony Dennison, Dan Loria. And uh, we've also got the subject going on, should New Jersey school buses be air-conditioned? After what we just went through with the smoke and these buses that are ride with the windows up and these kids who have asthma, they have allergies, they've got all kinds of things wrong. It's not like it was back in the day. And who cares what it was like back in the day? We've progressed from back in the day. Back in the day, they made cars without air conditioning. You know why they don't anymore? Because people want air conditioning. And don't we want it for our kids? I got a Twitter poll up, but you can follow me at Real Steve Trev. We've we retweeted it through the radio station. Should New Jersey school buses be air conditioned? 117 votes. 70.9% say yes. 29.1% say no. Paul is in Bayville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Paul. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How you doing? All right. What are you thinking? So, no, 100%. That's like anyone who tries to argue that, they're just a moron. But, you know, I remember as a kid, and as a kid, they didn't let us wear shorts to school, and we had no air conditioning. I remember in eighth grade getting a bunch of my buddies together and saying, you know what, we're going to go home for lunch, because that's what we did. We grew up in Harrison. It's right. tiny one square, you know, a square mile town. So we, home we of home. two guys. Yep. Two guys, yeah. Yeah, two, yeah, two guys' apartment store. Yeah, that was mm. actually in Carney, the next town over. Yeah. Um, so I... I with a group of other boys who said, you know what, we're going to go home, we're going to grab our sisters or our mom's skirts, and we're going to wear them, we're going to come back to school. So we did that. <laughs> Today they named the school after you, Paul. Today they'd be yeah, teaching yeah. you a life story in the school. Yeah. In second grade. Yeah. Wow. Ahead of his time is Paul. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. So you know what? They they brought me into the office. They said, you 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 know, this was your idea. You made this happen. Yeah, well, your dad's on his way. Right. And I'm shitting him. Well, oh, don't I'm, say that. It's a thing. Sorry. No. <laughs> sorry. So I'm, 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 I'm starting to You're worried. get worried that <laughs> yes. I'm going to get in big trouble. You know, my dad was, you know, military man. He was a strict guy, you know. So right. he comes in and he's like, he's like, man, this is the smartest thing I've ever seen you do. You know, and he <laughs> totally supported us. Totally supported. I said, how, how are these kids not allowed to wear shorts? You know, these schools are, are, are probably 100 year old. No air conditioning. And no air conditioning. Nothing. And and you don't. The girls can wear you know their skirts and, and right. And, but the boys have to wear pants. After that, every all the boys were allowed to wear to wear shorts. So you know it, it's it's it doesn't make any sense. It's twenty twenty three, right? It, you, I'm telling you, it's twenty twenty three. Yep. Yep. Yep, I'm I'm getting home, and when I get home, I'm actually going to ask my son, "Does your school bus have air conditioning?" I never even thought. He's going to say no. Good. Yeah, I, I it's that's. I don't know, even know if they have seatbelts. That you know what? You, that's my other thing. You know, we used to take the bus for Votech, right? The quality Votech. So we would go earlier in the day, and and we'd get the bus, and we'd go to Jersey City for vocational school. Right. And the bus was one of those long buses, and whoever sat in that last row. 
right? Right. We, our, I still remember our bus driver. We called him Father Kelly. And Father Kelly would take a dip in the road, right? That would catapult whatever kids are sitting in those last seats. It would catapult you up so high you would smash your head on the roof of the school bus. Oh we thought God. it was funny. We we, we we thought it was a joke. We used yeah. to fight over who's going to get <laughs> now, you was, know, Looking back, this was extremely oh, dangerous. Today, 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 there'd be like court cases going on over that. Paul, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Phil's in Lakewood. Hi, Phil. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you? Great. Like, I think that we should have air conditioning and school buses like i grew up in wyckoff which is like a really really nice area right. and i never had central air until i moved out of wyckoff because my mom really wanted it and right. our houses pretty much come with it but my dad refused to get it because he complained that it hurt his sinuses well, I mean, if he's legitimate, I get that. But the idea here, I mean, first of all, I'd love to know. People are saying that the buses already have air conditioning. If that's the case, why are they not turning them on? So if anybody drives a school bus, let me know. Are these school buses actually equipped with air conditioning? And if not, why? Because, you know, all through the month of June and the month of September, uh, and now with global warming we hear, we hear all the excuses. You know, uh, we're, we're putting wind turbines off the ocean because of uh, climate change and global warming. Meanwhile, we got the kids freezing and sweating over the school bus. Actually sweating. I didn't even get to the heat part. You know, but actually, you know, sweating through September, through May. And now this thing with the smoke and they had to keep the windows up and they couldn't breathe. So the parents have to drive the kids to school. With what you pay in school taxes, why are the buses not air conditioned? They should be. Well, it just Absolutely. Makes yeah. Phil, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I mean, what do you think? It's it's very, you know, um, yeah, here we go. Uh, open the windows like we did back in the day. Well, we've progressed from back in the day. Do you want time to stand still? Do you want everything to be like it was back in the day? The memories are great when you look back, but when you actually lived in those times compared to what you're living with now, you know, kids are buried in their cell phone. Well, we didn't have phones back in the day. You can make that case. But it's not like it was then. And today, with temperatures being warmer, you know, with, uh, you know, we've never had to deal with this kind of wildfire like we do. We've never had to deal with all this asthma like we do, all these allergies like we do. You know, if the special needs buses can have air conditioning, why can't all the buses have air conditioning? Do we have the money? You know what? We have the money for $330 million to redo the state house. Right? We have the money for uh, SUVs for uh, the friends and family of Governor Murphy. We could redo his office for, and his wife's office for a million dollars in the state house. Why can't we put buses? And again, if it's such a big deal, the bus companies will make you a deal. They'll throw in the air conditioning. You can negotiate that. But the other thing, too, somebody said earlier, but the other thing, too, is make a deal and privatize the buses. Where you allow businesses, businesses pay for the buses, and uh, they can advertise on the bus. They could advertise on the side of the bus. They could advertise inside the bus. And uh, then they could fight over who gets to advertise what. To me, it's just a brilliant idea. How do you feel? 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Should New Jersey school buses be air-conditioned? Call now. I'm not going to do this all night. Are you ready to downsize? Want to sell your home fast? 
Robert Tukansky of Remax First Advantage. His buyers lined up can get you home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. After Suzanne's husband died, she decided to sell their mountainside home. With the help of Rob and his team and their top-tier marketing strategies, she had 51 showings and multiple offers in just 11 days, selling the home at $500,000, which was $25,000 over the list price, enabling Suzanne to move on. Robert Tukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Tukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ. And then you start packing. It's Father's Day in New Jersey 101.5. Giving Dad some meat and some heat. Just listen for our Father's Day meat and heat. Code word at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. You can instantly win some meat, a $300 Wegmans gift card. You also qualify to win some heat, our grand prize of a $900 Weber grill from Parks Casino. There's three chances to win every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, Wegmans and Parks Casino, with the closest live table games. Exit 6 off the New Jersey Turnpike. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good luck and happy Father's Day from New Jersey. 101.5, the station that asked the musical question, should there be air conditioning on the school buses. 132 people have jumped on my Twitter poll. 70.5% say yes. Charles in Hamilton is on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Charles. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Yeah, I was just uh, I was just on my way home and I was listening to you on the radio talking about the air conditioning on the school buses and I figured I'd give a call in because I am currently a school bus aide and going to become a driver myself. And I totally agree. You know, there most of our most of the small school buses seem like it has the proper air conditioning, but when it comes to bigger ones, you know, it seems like all they really have is the fan. Well, are they equipped with air conditioning and they just don't turn them on? Some people called in and said that, or do they just not have air conditioning? Some of them might not be working to their fullest capacity, but they they do are they are equipped with them. Um, the only ones I don't really see too much on it, or like I said, the, you know, the big 54 school. No, that's what I mean, the big ones. Like, are the, the big ones yeah. don't have any air conditioning at all? Well, they have, I, I think they have it, but it's not equipped properly because the only ones that really I see work that work probably are the two fans in the front of the bus. Yeah, I don't like that. Nah, they should have air conditioning. And, and you know what? Exactly. It would calm I mean, the kids. I, you probably have less less aggravation, less disruption. Oh, absolutely, especially if you're having 54 children on there and then 32 adults where 80-some-odd people on the one bus. Mm-hmm. You should have the proper air conditioning. You know, it should be illegal not to have air conditioning. Charles, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Think of a crowded school bus and the driver and no air conditioning. Last Friday in 90-something degrees out. Uh, Alan is in Lakewood on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Alan. Hello. It's the first time I'm calling up the radio station. Oh, Alan, I'm I'm grateful. Could you just get on the phone and get off the speakerphone? You'd sound so much sure. better. Sure. Uh, the biggest conductors of heat is metal and glass. So even if it's 80 degrees out, the right. bus is going to feel like 100 degrees. So the people who said there shouldn't be any inconsistent, they need to go to the hospital. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, we've done it for this long. But it's just the idea that we don't need to be doing it. We shouldn't be doing it. 
And today, the world is not the same place as it was back in the day. It's uh, I don't understand this whole idea that, you know, uh, we didn't have it, so then they shouldn't have it. Well, we work. You know, our parents worked for a lot of things that we that they didn't have that they wanted us to have. And we did the same thing for our children. So you got three generations here. Shouldn't our kids have air conditioning on the school bus? It makes no sense. It's, it's, so, it's such a silly argument, Alan. Thanks for the call. Lauren is in Bridgewater on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Steve. Um, yes, I agree. Buses should have air conditioning as well, especially because the seats are leather. It's really hot. Um, but more importantly, I feel there should be air conditioning in the schools. We're in Bridgewater, and mm-hmm. most of the schools are not air conditioned. And these kids stay all day in a hot school, and there's no air conditioning. I think... The high school's air conditioned, and one other school is air conditioned. Some provide window units for kids, um, window units with kids that have special needs. Right. Um, but other than that, there's no air conditioning in the schools. You know what? Uh, we've talked about that, and people will call in and say, like, some of these schools are in old buildings. Not my problem. Fix them. You know, with the money no, that we uh, pay no. in taxes. You're talking about school buses where kids are on maybe a school bus for half hour, maybe 45 minutes. Right. But what about no, the I, I'm with school? you. I, I totally agree. That well, the schools... long. And the teachers. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. No problem there at all. You know, and again, the only, like I said, the argument that people would call, have called in with is that some of these schools are in old buildings, to which I say not an excuse. Make it happen. Not Make an excuse, it work. But wouldn't in window units or fix is, it. Isn't it funny? Like when we talked about like, you know, should uh, should there be cops in schools? Like, well, we put them in banks. We put them in the division of motor vehicle, but not the schools. What are you crazy? And it's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's the same thing with, you know, with the air conditioning. You know, we should be comfortable and our kids should be comfortable. And we pay a lot Absolutely. of money for that to happen. Lauren, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. To me, this is such a no brainer. You know that here we are in 2023. Well, you can't buy a car without air conditioning. You wouldn't get on a bus that didn't have air conditioning. If, uh, you know, if you uh, got on any kind of public transportation and didn't have air conditioning, it's June or it's uh, September, you're not using it. But yet for our kids, well, we didn't have it. You shouldn't have it either. Let them toughen up. Okay, well, again, allergies, asthma, climate change, if you want to go that route. Uh, and plus the fact that, you know, look at what we're dealing with now. We have three days of smoke all over the place. So now you got to close the window and you put these kids on the bus. And not all parents can take the day off or take the time off to drive their kids into school. Nor should they have to. And then when you're dealing with, you know, the, the money, find it. That's all I'm going to say. And the reason I say that is because we seem to find money when we want to do something in New Jersey. Whether we want to do it or not, they find the money. And if you don't believe me, just look offshore when you go to the beach. You don't believe me, take a tour of the state house. We found the money. You know, maybe, maybe one of the eight SUVs that were bought with the COVID money will pull up. Never know. They will give you a ride, but maybe they'll pull up. You know, call the transgender hotline. See. Where's the money? We can find it. We're talking about school buses for kids. Your kids. 1-800-283-101.5. All right, 139 votes. 
And uh, 70.5% would school bus the kids with air conditioning. And again, it just shocks me that we didn't have it and that we don't have it. Greg is in freehold, even more shocked than I am. Am I right, Greg? <laughs> yes, of course, Steve. What are you thinking? Uh, <clears throat> so Freehold Township has great schools. Right. However, um, the school the school building, the high school building has no air conditioning. It's an older building, and they just can't afford to put it in. Um, the the, high, the uh, soccer fields are terrible, and we're a state championship girls soccer team. Soccer fields are terrible with porta-potties. The, wow. The, uh, the parking lot is all beat up. But why is that? With all the Freehold's an affluent town. Why is that? I'll tell you. It's because all because of the school funding formula. All the money goes to Asbury Park. They get thirty two thousand dollars per student, something like that. Yeah, I heard that. Freehold gets, Freehold gets something like sixteen, right? And it just boggles the mind because over in in Asbury Park, they've been getting that money since the early eighties. And they don't have near the results you think that money would... would no, I agree. The graduation rate is lower. And you know what? Governor Christie, who's now running for president, had a great idea before he left office. And it was that every kid in New Jersey, regardless of where you live, would have $6,501 spent on them. And that would lower property taxes. That would, you know, that, that would have balanced it all out. And you wouldn't have this overabundance of 32000 a kid in Asbury Park and 300 a kid in Clark or somewhere, you know, in a different place. And you're absolutely right. Now, great. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Should school buses be air-conditioned? It's 830. The fun starts here. It is a fun place. I've been there. Took the kids. Uh, weather also brought to you by Ray Katana Auto Group. It's all Audi all summer. At Ray Container, Audi Freehold. Now get financing starting as low as 3.99% up to 60 months on select models to qualified buyers. Experience the luxury of an Audi from Ray Container, Audi Freehold. All right, I had a couple of calls drop off during the break if you want to get back on. Basically, should New Jersey school buses be air-conditioned? Now, we heard Governor Murphy in the news, global warming is here. Just face it, global warming is here. This is our reality. Well, if it is, then why aren't we air-conditioning the school buses? If we're saying that it's warmer than it used to be, why are we not air conditioning the school buses? Should we air condition the school buses? Uh, some people said that, well, the school buses have air conditioning. They're not turning them on. If that's the case, why not? And if they don't, then why not as you replace the school buses, even if you want to do it that way? You know, because God forbid we spend money in New Jersey. We're very frugal. Even though, you know, we'll, we'll spend it like a drunken sailor in some places. But when it's something like for the kids, something that we could use, eh, well, we can't do that. We can't afford that. Uh, air conditioning in the schools we talked about. And they'll tell you, well, the building is old. But the idea, and Governor Christie had a great idea of just uh, 6500 on every kid, no matter where they live. And you can probably get so much more done. Speaking of Governor Christie, who's running for president, uh, Donald Trump. President Trump uh, tweets out today uh, that he was indicted. The corrupt says, page one, this is the actual tweet, the corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax, even though Joe Biden has 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., with even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania, and documents strewn all over the garage floor where he parks his Corvette, and which is secured only by a garage door that is paper thin. 
and open much of the time. So the uh, another salvo has been fired across the aisle. Uh, Trump is the leading uh, candidate. So uh, what do you do? If you're Joe Biden, you're running for president. Uh, I'm surprised that they let him run for president, but he is. And Trump is the leading candidate. Now Trump's uh, being indicted. Now the next question is, what happens with, uh, you know, how will the indictment affect Trump's presidency? And on top of that, we have Chris Christie, you know, who's uh, now thrown his hat into the ring. Do you think Christie can win? Do you, you know, what kind of a shot do you think Christie would have? Because I think he would have a good shot. You know, I think he would definitely have a good shot. As a matter of fact, uh, I had uh, Senator John Bramnick on the other night. The night that he announced, uh, I asked John Bramnick to call in, and the senator was kind enough to give me this. Well, Chris Christie won twice in a Democratic state. Right. He's a Republican. He's also a guy that really, in my judgment, invented telling it the way it is, right? Before him, there was political speak, right? You didn't know what a politician was saying. They go, first and foremost, we're working together. He really broke the mold. And then Trump came along and actually out-Christied Christie. But now Christie's coming back saying, wait a minute now. Looking closely at the Trump record, to be honest with you, he could. Christie feels he can do a better job. I'm a good friend of Chris Christie, and I think he'd be a hell of a president. And here's this, Christie in his announcing, uh, if you go on nj1015.com, actually I went right at Trump and he was pulling no punches about it. I don't want to say his name because for these other pretenders, he is, for those of you who read the Harry Potter books, like Voldemort. <laughs> he is he who shall not be named. Well, let me be clear in case I have not been already. <laughs> the person I am talking about, who is obsessed with the mirror, who never admits a mistake, who never admits a fault, and who always finds someone else and something else to blame for whatever goes wrong, but finds every reason to take credit for anything that goes right, is Donald Trump. How about that? So and he's going after him by name. If we don't have that conversation with you, we don't deserve to ask for your vote. We don't deserve the mantle of leadership. We don't deserve to have you think of us as people worthy of leadership. 1-800-283-101.5. So as far as, uh, as, far as Christie goes... What would go in his favor, I think, is that uh, being out, when you look at the way things are right now, does he have to be the greatest candidate in the world, the greatest president in the world? No. Is he better than Biden? And can, if Biden is the bar that you have to beat, could Christie beat Biden? Uh, if Trump runs against Biden, Christie is kind of like Trump. The job that Trump did, a lot of Trump's ideas came from Christie. It was uh, Christie's presidential run. When Trump got in, he kind of out-Christied Christie. He just took the bravado a step further. And uh, Christie would be Trump without the bravado. He'd have his own bravado. It would be different. You wouldn't have, uh, you know, you wouldn't divide the country. And Christie showed that he could walk across the aisle. 
You know, he made the, you know, he hugged Obama at Sandy. He took a lot of grief for that. Now it could actually work for him. Christie showed that uh, he was willing. And we're going to use on ABC News. You heard him break down. People got to see him in a different light as a political analyst who wasn't running for anything, wasn't looking for anything, just giving you his opinion. So he may have endeared himself to a voting base that he may not have before he took that job. He kind of played it right, you know, endearing himself to the left to the point that he could win voters. But 1-800-283-101.5, do you think he could win? Uh, Jim is in Somerset on New Jersey 101.5. Jim, what are you thinking? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. How about you? I'm hanging in there. But listen, I just have one quick question for you. Yeah, go ahead. How many people were found to have secret documents in their homes? I don't know. Well, I'm just saying. Didn't they say that, that Biden was found to have them right with his Corvette? Yeah, well, here's the thing. You know, this is such a this is such a joke because they're I think they're going after Trump because Trump's got this, you know, he's leading he's the leading candidate. So they're going after the leading candidate. Absolutely. It's so, so transparent. Oh my god, it's beyond transparent. Exactly. But, but my but my point is if they're indicting him, how come they're not indicting all the other people that that they found documents in their homes? That's okay? a good. They found documents in Pence's house. They found documents in Biden's house. I think they even found documents in Obama's. How come none of those three people are getting indicted also? That's a very good question. You know, and let's see. How about this? Now that they have indicted Trump, will they be indicting Biden, Obama, and everywhere else, Pence, where there were documents? That's, you know, that's the thing to do, correct? I would imagine that that's what would be, that's what they would push for. But it makes total sense, Jim. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts on the Donald Trump indictment? Your thoughts on Chris Christie as president? 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Traffic and weather brought to you by At Home Recreation. Now offering their best financing on a wide selection of Viking spas. 48 months, 0% financing. As low as $125 a month or up to $1,800 in instant rebates on selected spas. Visit athomerecreation.com. Steve Trevelisse. All right, you want a Jersey guy in the White House? Chris Christie's announced his run. And uh, President Trump has announced he's been indicted. He announced it through social media. It is yet to be confirmed. But it appears as though his arraignment may be as soon as next week. So we got drama now in the election. Christie's going right at Trump. Christie got a, you know, it was Christie who was the first to back Trump in 2016. And it was Christie who, uh, Trump, you know, basically uh, took a lot of his thunder when he ran. Linda's in Clark on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Linda. Hey, how are you, Steve? Good. How about you? Good, thank you. Um, I think Christie is just a big old waste of time. He burned all his bridges in the state, and it's just embarrassing to see him up there again. And to bash Trump after he supported him the way he did. You know what I mean? It's just thickening. Do you think Christie could win? Absolutely not. But here's the thing. Absolutely not. Go ahead. Why would you say he wouldn't? I think he just, people will remember the bad things that he did. And I don't think he can go head to head with DeSantis or Trump 
or the other ones that are in the well in New Jersey. Now. People remember in New now, Jersey. Now, how does he play? Now Jersey's one state. How does he play nationally? Because nationally, you've got he destroyed Marco Rubio, on, you know, on the podium. It was that. He's now spent four years working for ABC News, where the whole country gets to see him, and not as a candidate, but as an analyst and his understanding of politics and problem solving and all that, almost like like an audition. And then on top of that, he has crossed over. You know, Bramnick has said many times, Christie would be in front of the cameras with all the bravado. Cameras would go off. He'd walk across the table and make the deal and then come back. So he's not afraid to go across the aisle and, and, you know, and make things happen in a world right now where it's so us and them. I don't know, like, you know, considering the bar isn't I have to be a great president. The bar is. I have to be better than Joe Biden, who's awful. So, I mean, based on that, that, totally that that's where I'm coming that. from. <laughs> totally agree with that. I just don't see that Christie's the one that's going to take down the rest of the, the people that are up there on the podium with him. I just don't see that he's the one. Who do you see doing it? I mean, of the, of the candidates running now, DeSantis is so on the, you know, on the right uh, conservative. I don't know if that's going to, you know, we're going to play against him. He's gone further to the right. So I don't know how that plays on a country level. And again, I'm no political genius, but I'm just wondering, you know, and then you look at Nikki Haley. I mean, who who's out there? The, 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 the choices are not that great. They are not that great. And if they could just take all of the social media and everything out of it and just get to the truth. You know, we don't even know what the truth is anymore. We don't want you know? the truth. Everything is, well, apparently not. Mm-hmm. I guess people really don't. But I was really leaning towards... Or they the think we don't want the truth. Said, He's gone so far to the other side, I don't know if he can hold it together. And yeah. I don't know if Trump gonna, can do it either. But I don't see Christie as the candidate. All right. Mike's in Woodbine on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how about you? Uh, good. You see, the problem with Christie's like this. The guy left office, I think, with a 15% popularity. Right. All right? He raised the gas tax. Nobody touched that gas tax for, for decades. We had the second, I think, second to the lowest gas tax in America. Until this guy, just when he didn't win the nomination, came back all embittered, and he stuck it to us with the, probably the largest tax increase in New Jersey history because the rich people pay it, the middle class people pay it, the poor people pay it. I don't know how Republican that is. You know what I'm saying? Right. When he was debating the first time, when he was running for, for governor, the first time in the Republican primary debates, he was questioned, how are you going to negotiate with the Democrats? He says, don't worry about it. I know how to negotiate. I'm Chris Christie. I'll get it done. The guy did absolutely nothing Republican in this state when he was running. He was here for eight years. You live in New Jersey. Oh, I know. He was here for eight years. Now, wait a minute, Mike. He was here for eight years. Mike, 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 can you talk? I talk, then you talk, and we do it this way? Really? I I just want want to to be be in the conversation. He was here eight years because he was elected twice in a Democratic state. He's a Republican who was elected twice. And how does he play nationally? Considering how the other, if I, my my argument is, I'm comparing him how he would play nationally to the other candidates, and how they would play nationally, and it's exposure to both sides. Can they believe he would be the guy that would get it done? Because I don't know who the candidate is of, of the choices that are made. Who do you believe is the guy that could get it done? 
So right now, they're not for the, to get the nomination or to win the election. You got to win the election. You don't want to get nominated to lose to Joe Biden. You don't want to get nominated to lose to Joe Biden. If the person is half normal, even if they have some conservative views, right? Let's say a Nikki Haley, or even even DeSantis. DeSantis, even though he is pretty right wing, right? But if he's coherent and he's not, you see, the problem with Trump is that he has he's hateable. You know, That's the I, problem. I would, he would do a great job, but it's that aggravation factor. People would say, you know what? Yeah, he, he did a guy. I, th- I thought he did a great job, but the, the aggravation of all the hate that would go on and the division in the country. Christie could run it like Trump without the division. Right. The problem is, is that Christie is, going, is running on a record as a governor. He did get, you're right, he did get elected twice. Mm-hmm. First time he was running against a, a horrible incumbent named Corazine. Right. And the second time it was like I forgot the late the lady's name Barbara was, whatever her name but, but listen I, I gotta hit the I gotta hit the break but it, it's a great argument I really hate to cut you off I just gotta hit the news but thank you for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five got something to say dial 800-283-1015. join the conversation on New Jersey one hundred one point five get you through the night. It's all right. Steve Trebleys. Getting you through tonight. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. We finally got the number back. We had uh, we had problems, and uh, then we got the 800 number back because we don't want you paying for anything. That's what we do here at New Jersey 101.5. Tom Baldinger is here, director, par excellence. Hey, what's going on, Steve? Not much, man. You tell me what's going on. I mean, you got everything going on. You got two projects in the works right now that are doing well. We got a we got a number of projects in the works. Yeah, we got uh, Unsuited going on. We've got uh, Beer League coming up in a couple weeks. The series, the series, Beer yes. League, the series. We've got uh, Unsuited, which is a TV series, uh, and uh, yeah, and we got some music videos out there. So it's been uh, it's been rocking and rolling. All right, so now tomorrow is going to be the screening. I was going to come. I didn't realize it was 2.30, and I'm going to be selling meat out of the back of a truck in Woodbridge. <laughs> Have I got a deal? It's the, it is the quintessential Jersey promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be out of the truck uh, where they sell, and it's a great meat. It's a great deal. And uh, I'm going to be there from 4.30 to 6.30. But nice. this is 2.30 in LBI. Tell me what's going on. So we're doing a, a screening at the Lighthouse International Film Festival down in Long Beach Island, uh-huh. uh, 2.30 p.m tomorrow we're going to be showing the pilot uh of unsuited and uh there's uh, i think there's like three or four others that are going to be uh screened with us and uh we're looking forward to it. it's going to be a great day um and then <clears throat> sunday is going to be the um award show so we're waiting to hear from the from the festival if we got any uh nominations for uh for the for the pilot well how will they know like they'll watch it on friday and decide so or have they already I, seen it or how does that work i think they've i think they've already seen it and uh they're probably they'll probably let us know the day of the nomination so uh you know you know lighthouse lighthouse international film festival let us know it's such a great i've seen the pilot i've written about the pilot the yes, story is on nj1015.com yep the it's just it's just, you know t- tell the story it's just such a great idea it's uh it's it the story takes place well it starts in new jersey mm-hmm. uh, uh our main character's name is greg muka played by michael satow who's here in new york city right um and it's a story about greg the character of greg who gives up his inheritance um to become a professional poker player 
and to move out to Las Vegas for the World Series of Poker to get right. out there. Uh, and unbeknownst to him, he is the worst player to ever play the game. Because <laughs> all his friends let him win. All his friends, like his friends like Ronnie Marmo, Mark Riccadonna, who star in it, mm-hmm. um, you know, they all are kind of shocked. They're like, oh, God, what, what kind of monster did we create? Um, his father's played by Tony Dennison from, uh, from The Closer and Crime Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then his grandfather's played by Dan Loria, who everybody knows Dan Loria from The Wonder Years. So uh, we, had a, we had a ball making it, and uh, we've got actually two episodes done, and we're going to be screening the pilot tomorrow. Dan Loria plays a wacky character in this, too, as the grandfather. I mean, he's out there. He's not the no. the, the father on the Wonder Years no, or Vince no, Lombardi no. on Broadway. Yeah, he's com- a whack job Yeah, this. the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. Complete opposite. And he, he embraced it, and he was so so wonderful to work with. You know what? Uh, I started rewatching Crime Story. Oh, oh my yeah. God, what a show that was. Great show. <laughs> it was so cool talking to Tony Dennison. You know, uh, yeah. you know I, I could talk to him for hours. And, and, and the more I watch this show, and you see how, just how deep it was, you know, and just like Andrew Dice Clay in a serious role, mm-hmm. uh, and all the star power they had, and the music, and the cars, and everything. And it reminds me a lot, you know, of Unsuited, you know, because Unsuited is the story basically takes place, could be Bergen County. You know, upper middle class where all these people, uh, you know, they they work hard. They built up their businesses. They want to leave them to the children. And then you got this like jazz singer aspect going on Mm -hmm. where, you know, I don't want to be be a rabbi. I want to be a singer. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I don't want to run the electrical business. I want to do this. And Anthony Dennison uh, short circuits because his son doesn't have anything to do with it. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's a good story, and it's it's kind of a nice cross between you know we don't try to dive too much into the poker world too much. We don't get into much into the weeds. Um, so it 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 introduces poker, Texas Hold'em, World Series of Poker, but also it's a story about characters. It's it's an ensemble piece. It's a it's a you know about but you know facing your you know facing your challenges and and getting over them and and trying to do the best that you can. Yeah, and when you're doing that, you know the idea of you're being handed everything mm-hmm. and the risk that you want to take, you know, to begin with. And how am I now, you, you know, you, you got, have you done more than two episodes? You have the storyline ready or is it just after, if this actually gets picked up and it's like, okay, now what do we do? And go <laughs> no, like, so, is there a plan? So the, uh, the co-writer uh, and the executive producer, Kent Radford, him and I, uh, we actually mapped out five seasons. So wow! We, so we've got five seasons mapped out. Uh, we have a whole what's called the Bible, mm-hmm. um, and it you know we map out each character arc, story arc, and kind of what's going to happen to Greg when he's in Vegas. Does he come back to Jersey? Does the family go out to Vegas? Hint, hint. Okay. You know to kind of get him back home. Um, so there's stuff going on between Ronnie Marmo's character and Greg's sister that nobody knows about. Is there a love interest? So there's a lot of things that we uh, that we wrote and uh, we've planned out. So you know once the show gets uh, picked up and goes on series. It's ready to, to fly. The, the premise, you know, the gambling premise is, you know, kind of what gets you in the door. It's the actual story and the emotion of the actual characters is what makes the show. Exactly. And you're doing a show at a time when sports betting is exploding. Right. You know, when gambling is exploding, you know, exactly. bigger than it ever was. Uh, you t- you're tapping into that market. And the World Series of Poker that's going on right now, we actually got invited out there. We're going to be screening both episodes out there at the World Series of Poker, the main event week, uh, the main the main event week. And, um, you know, they're having the, the the largest turnout after COVID, you know, so it's 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 timely. So we, we feel like we, we we're coming in at the right time. Absolutely. I right, know Ronnie Marmo is doing the uh, I'm not a comedian. I'm Lenny Bruce. Yep. One man show. Fantastic. In a great it. show. Completely different role here where he plays the best friend. Correct. And every you know, it's you, you watch this show. 
And it's like it's like uh, watching your old neighborhood growing up. Yeah. You know, does this? Uh, how much? How much of you is in this? Uh, you know, <clears throat> I would say a lot of a lot of Greg is is me, is who I am, is you know the. I mean, I'm not that big of a risk taker, but the the man you're the well, you're doing it. You're a director. You're not that big of a risk taker. You're going <laughs> to Long Beach Island to screen a movie that you hope you're not a big risk taker. <laughs> I, I don't know, mate. You know, some people would argue. What is a big risk taker? Well, I mean, this guy's given up his. You know, he's given up a. You know, his father's owns an insurance company. And he's giving it all up to go play a card game, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, I don't know if I would ever do something like that, but his, you know, his, his, the human side of Greg and the, you know, the, 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 you know, just, I think there's a lot of, of me and him and, uh, and some of the things that Ronnie's character says to, to Greg, you know, like, are you sure what you're going to do? Like, I've had those conversations with my friends, uh, with my brother and, and I've had those conversations People have those conversations with me, you know, when I decided to launch 624 Productions. People, you know, would say, are you sure what you know what you're doing? Sometimes I have those conversations with myself in the mirror. Are you sure you know what you're doing? <laughs> Does Dan Loria look back at you and go, are you crazy? Oh, man, I've got a great story about Dan Loria on yeah. set. If you want, I can tell at another time or whenever you want. We're going to take one after the break. After sure. the break, Sounds we'll good. do it. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Tom Baldinger is here. Uh, 624 Productions. Unsuited is the pilot. It's really it's it's a really good pilot uh you know what when you watch it and it was so well done it was so well shot it doesn't look like a pilot it looks like something that could actually hit you know like you know just just watching it and i want to talk about how you were able to get uh dan loria and tony denison on board and uh ronnie marmo is kind of like uh of the gang of the group, he's kind of like the leader. He's the guy that everybody looks towards. Like, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The the common sense of the group of the of the team of the of the uh, of the characters of the show. Yeah, he's he's com he's the he's the straight shooter. He knows what's going to be happening. All right, this is going to be good. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Here's New Jersey one zero one point five. Fast track minutes in New Jersey one zero one point five. Weather brought to you by Pet Center in Old Bridge. Adding a puppy to the family can be one of the most joyful experiences of your life. All Pet Center puppies must meet the highest health standards with the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Visit them at PetCenterNJ.com. All right. The pilot is unsuited. It's going to be screened at the Lighthouse Film Festival this weekend. And the director, Tom Baldinger, is in studio. And he's welcome anytime he brings garlic knots. So we can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Gemini, the aftershave enters the room a half hour before he does. With you, it's the garlic knots that enter the room. I love Gemini. He knows how to bias. <laughs> oh, John, Johnny's great. Uh, we did, dude, we did, uh, we did a Heightstown after prom party last Friday night. Okay, three o'clock in the morning. Oof. Gemini's doing magic tricks for high school kids who've oh, been wow. up since six a.m. The trick, wow. you know, the trick is can we keep them awake for sixty minutes? Oh, jeez! I so so now you want to become a film director, so you do it. You take on your dream. You got all this going on with the music videos and beer league, the series, and you get this break in New Jersey where it's now easier to film. Yeah, yeah. How's that working out for you? It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, <clears throat> they. Uh, we we were just we were actually just working on a, another series called Checked Out, which uh, we haven't released or haven't really talked about. But doing that series too, you know, having locations a lot easier to 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 work with us. People are more willing to to uh, offer their their space to us. Um, it's a great state to shoot in. I mean, it's it's fantastic. And uh, 
you know, when we shot Unsuited down in Atlantic City. I mean, people were opening their doors to, to us. They, they want to see more films being done here in the state. Casinos cooperated. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, the resorts and uh, Showboat was great. Fantastic. Yeah. Right and on. Vegas, too. But, I mean, here in Jersey, man, they were everybody was, was, was all about it. There was, uh, they're, they're using The Walking Dead. They're filming The Walking Dead here. Yeah. And we're providing a lot of the scenery for The Walking Dead. Nice. So some of the places they've been shooting it, 51 Port Terminal in Bayonne, Mushroom Tunnels yeah. in Cedar Grove, Franklin Lakes. Uh, so I went on Facebook and I said, all right, if you were going to film The Walking Dead, what mm. Jersey locations yeah, would you shoot Yeah, what did you get? In? What did people say? Yeah, really. Uh, I got a sarcastic audience, though, you know. The Salem <laughs> Nuclear Power Plant. <laughs> oh, jeez. MetLife Stadium, Camden, uh, the forest side of Jackson, Wildwood on the Beach in South Jersey. The governor's mansion. <laughs> the zombies walking around the, the governor's <laughs> mansion. <laughs> you can do that. Uh, seaside Heights this summer. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, the young zombies will just be uh, you know, taunting the police officers. That starts at 2 a.m. Oh, really? Uh, Paulsboro. I don't know why. Paulsboro. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Wild West City. Wild West City? You ever been to Wild West City? I don't think I have. Metcong, New Jersey. I don't believe Wild it. West City. I'm gonna, you know what? When I get home, my wife's going to say to me, you've been there before. And I just can't remember. When you were like a little kid, when I was in second grade, we went to Wild West City. Really? And it's one of those deals where the, you know you go and it's like the corral mm. and there are people, cowboys and Indians, everybody's dressed up. Or yeah, can yeah. you do that today? I don't know. But it was all, <laughs> and they have like gunfights and stuff like that. Right. So what I remember about Wild West City is that the guy, uh, the, you know, the, the, the high noon, you know, the gunfight at high noon. Yeah. And the one guy shoots the other guy. And the the other guy dies mm. and then it came lunchtime and there's the dead guy serving cokes behind the counter like, hey here you go <laughs> ruin the whole thing for me but like so like when you find the locations yeah you know and like even like where did you shoot it what was that was what town was that shot in because you could tell it looks like it looks like bergen county uh, uh it's freehold oh it was south freehold yeah it's freehold so it's my cousin's my two cousins' homes, uh-huh. their homes, yeah. So uh, my cousin's basement, uh, his backyard, his that was his white car that hit the uh, the Mercedes that uh, the old old classic Mercedes, I believe, Danny. So I hope I'm, I'm remembering the car correctly. Um, yeah. So we shot all in Freehold. Uh, we were down Atlantic City, um, a little bit in uh, in uh, in Mercer County. So we were all kind of all over the place. Use a lot of extras and stuff. We did, uh, especially for when we were in Atlantic City. We had to rebuild. The, so the showboat is no longer a casino, right. right? So on the second floor, we had to rebuild the casino. We had to. Was make it already there, and you just turned everything on? So or? no, no, no. It was a blank floor. It was oh, a complete really? blank floor. And um, the people who owned the the uh, the hotel said, "Well, all the tables are in storage." So we got there like twelve to fourteen hours, uh, almost maybe maybe it was almost about twenty four hours. Now that I think about it, the day before we came there with our crew. And we had to get all of those tables over. It was like, it was in another building. Like we had to take a, a freight elevator up a couple floors, had to walk around. We're, and uh, Ronnie Marmo, who's one of the producers of, mm-hmm. the, uh, of the show, him and I are going through and just picking t- certain tables. And some of the tables were ripped up because, right. again, they're not a casino anymore. So we had to rebuild all of that. Um, and that took us quite a bit of time it, into the night. And then the next day we had a, we had a casino built. How about that? Now, yeah, do they let you do that or does the union have to do that? No, you no, we to, did. You're not allowed to no, touch anything. No, we, we did it ourselves. My whole cool, crew. Yeah. Man, they, nice. they let us come in and, and, uh, and then we, that's how you get extras. Listen, I'll put you in a movie yeah. <laughs> I'll be carrying the tables. <laughs> and then, so. yeah, come on, carry tables and uh, you can be in the show. How did you land Dan Laurier and Anthony Denison? 
Uh, Two major stars. So Ronnie Marmo, who is our producer, um, he's good friends with Judy Henderson, who's mm-hmm. a casting director for Homeland. She's won a couple of. Uh, she's been nominated a couple times for Emmys. She's won, I think, once, maybe twice. Um, so he put me in touch with Judy. He knew. He knows Dan Laurier very well. He's good friends with Dan. He's good friends with Tony. He's good friends with Carmine Giovinazzo. Um, and so he called in favors, and and we gave them the script, and they read it, and they said, you know, we'd love to do it, and we had him come out, and that was it. And Tony gave us gave me one of the best. Uh, compliments when we were filming he, he came up to me and he put his arm around me and he was like this is a really good script i want to do more of this and nice I was like, and that was my first time really working with him and i was like holy cow he was like i, I want i want to do this i want to do more of this show i love it well that kind of cloud you yeah know, he could maybe that something like that could get it over the top definitely yeah now he was he's a good guy Very it's good such guy. a great story now who how did the idea come up uh the idea was kent radford our executive producer right. he came to me with the idea about two years ago and we originally wanted to write a movie. Um, and he, if I remember correctly, what Kent came to me, he was like, I want to write a story about a guy who's, you know, he's just, you know, he's always making the wrong decisions, always makes the wrong decisions. And he's like, and, you know, he's telling me different stories of some of his friends who have lived some of these wrong decision stories and some really funny stories. And I was like, all right, how do I loop that into like a something that's kind of good and people will like it and get, get connected to it? And at the time, I was playing a lot of poker. And I said, "Oh, I said, you were playing." Uh, yeah, I play. I like to play Texas Hold'em. I'm no. I'm not. Are you really, any good? <laughs> yeah, I'm almost like Greg in that way. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, I was like, "All right, maybe." And I proposed. We kind of talked about it, and, and I said, "You know, what if we did this?" And we, you know, if he was a guy who gave up his inheritance to become a professional poker player, and Kent's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then we started to write a film version. And as we were writing, we realized there's so much more to these characters. This is a series. This is a TV series, and it's more an ensemble. And more- people were doing that like more and more like what could have been a movie is becoming series is it now you know more than i do on this but is it better to shoot for the series than shoot for the movie because uh, what are the pros and cons um i mean the 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 cons of making a tv series is breaking through and getting into the club and getting a tv series picked up you know you back in the 90s you know when you had the when you had the independent TV, uh, excuse me, the independent movie movement. Mm-hmm. You know when you had the Quentin Tarantinos and the. And Wait, listen. Let me stop you there. Yeah. I, I got to bring no. in chat. I got to do the news. We'll Go talk ahead. about this after because really want to explore this. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Tom Baldinger is here, 624 Productions. He's a director. Unsuited is the pilot. It's going to be shown at the Lighthouse Film Festival this weekend in Long Beach Island. Beer League, the series with Jimmy Palumbo, will uh, be uh, June 19th is the premiere of that. And uh, if you want to call in, uh, we got the number for you. 1-800-283-101.5. It's 930. Insane. Also, uh, Veteran Care Services. Did you know the senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan? They could pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care. See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-VETERANS. Steve Trevelace. All right, uh, this weekend, the Lighthouse Film Festival in uh, beautiful Long Beach Island. They'll be screening the pilot Unsuited. And we've got the director, Tom Baldinger, in here. And Unsuited uh, is the story of a kid who's like a jazz singer who doesn't want to go into the family business. <laughs> he wants to be a poker player. And his father is played by Tony Dennison. And the reason I invite Tom Baldinger in here is not for the garlic knots. But he has Tony, he gets Tony Dennison to call in. And he's one of my favorite actors. How you doing, Evil Elvis? <laughs> I'm doing fine. How are you? <laughs> Dude, I am rewatching Crime Story. You are powerful in that. Oh, I forgot how powerful you are. 
Well, thank you very much. Uh, my, you know, the first year of the show, I, my character killed 55 people. <laughs> <laughs> so nonchalant about it, though. Uh, I mean, it was just it was crazy. I was killing everybody. So yeah, sometimes, sometimes eight an episode. <laughs> the one with uh, the one where Andrew Dice Clay is in it. What are you? Andrew Dice Clay plays a serious part in this. Mm. It's not about yeah, comedy. He and he was very good. He played uh, played Max Goldman, and he was, you know, sort of based on uh, what's his name, uh, Lefty uh, Lefty uh, Rosenthal, uh -huh. real guy. Uh, and that's who sort of that's what he was based on. And he was, uh, you know, he was fun to work with, uh, uh, Andrew. And uh, we had a nice time. I mean, it was, the show sadly only ran two years, but uh, you know, it was my big break for me. You know, I I'd been doing nothing in New York, uh -huh. struggling, and I got this job through my acting coach Julie Vavasso, right? Who introduced me to Bonnie Timmerman, and then next thing you know, I was in Los Angeles reading for Michael Mann. What was it like being on? Because the set is beautiful, the cars, the people, the star power that show had. They got Del Shannon to rewrite, to, you know, to re-record and rewrite Runaway. We re recorded it, yeah. Oh, you are? We, yeah, we went out to uh, L.A. for like I guess up, not upfronts, but for, for the meet the meet all the the bigwigs, uh, and um, it was the upfronts that were shot in L.A. Right, so we went out there. And then after we did the whole, the whole, you know, mishbuka at the, uh, at the, at, at the NBC, we went over to um, Herb Alpert Studios, which used to be Charlie Charlie Chaplin Studios. Yeah. And there was uh, what's his name, and he uh, he was re-recording -re the uh, the uh, you know um, I walk a lot. What's what's the name of the song? Like, Runaway. Del Shannon Runaway. And right, so he Michael wanted him to change two words in the song, and <laughs> so that's why he re-recorded it. Wow, and what an arrangement on it and everything, but yeah, you were you were powerful in that. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. And like, what was it like going up against Dennis Farina? Because he, I understand, like Dennis Farina was he was a cop, mm -hmm. and who's the guy? Paulie Taglia was a real gangster, right? Yeah, he was a he was a thief. He was a jewel thief, and uh, <laughs> you know he wasn't he wasn't a made guy or anything like no. that. But he was. Uh, you know, I mean, but he he knew a lot of characters. Let's look at it that way. Uh -huh. And uh, and Dennis was Dennis was a big break for Dennis. I mean, Dennis had done a couple of little things here and there, but for Dennis, it was the first time he was you know uh, a co lead on a TV series, mm -hmm. and um, and it was great for him, and it was great for me. I mean, like I literally came from out of nowhere. That's what no credits. Yeah. What made it so good is the way both of you, because you were both unknowns, and the way both of you just grew into the roles and you know took it over. And you know, with again with all that star power around you, you you really shown. I'm telling you, I, I, watching it again, you see just how deep that series was, and the writing, and the way like Ray Luca just you know the steps, the way they mapped out you know this kid from the patch. Mm. who suddenly right. gets into, you know, he decides he's going to be, he's going to start doing jobs. He's going to start selling merch. And then uh, uh, the guy who played Dr. No, don't, uh, you know, you don't, oh, Joseph Joe Weissman. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you don't need to do that. You have people that do that for you. And just watching that rise, it's like the writing was amazing for 1987. Yes, it was, I mean, the show was so far, uh, so far ahead of its time. It really was. I mean, I, I showed it to people, uh, like 20 years after it had been on the air, mm. you know, and, and they, and I said to them, this is a TV series. I got my break on. So then they would, basically they would look at the pilot, which was like a two hour pilot. Yep. And they would look at the pilot and they would say to me, wait a minute, you said this was on TV. 
Yeah. And I said, yeah, no, nothing that looked that good to be on television. I said, it was. And they said, oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it looked like a feature film. Yeah. I said, yeah, well, that's Michael. I mean, you know, Michael just, you know, he he bent over backwards to make sure the show was as authentically, you know, representational of that period as possible. And, uh, and I said, you know, there were times when we would shoot scenes where as far as the eye could see, you know, as far as the camera could see, Michael said, it's got to look like 1960, 1963, right. you know, as far as the eye can see. So the, the prop guys used to carry those wire trash bags, uh, trash cans, and, carry phone booths, and they would like set them up down the street and they would, they would park. Sometimes they wouldn't drive the, the period cars, but they would park them, you know, sporadically down the road. So it would always look like, you know, uh, yeah. as far as the eye could see, it would look like 1963. It's it was so far ahead of its time, and now that it's uh, when you see like because I found it on Roku, you know mm-hmm. I, all these shows are coming right. back now. Are you getting any kind of a hit, any kind of a bump from this? Because now it's it's available again. Well, no. <laughs> the short <laughs> answer is yes. I wish I was, but no, I'm not. I mean, uh, as I understand it, it's. I mean, if I get any money from Crime Story now, it's really just nickels and dimes. You got to go pull the job. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. actually have to commit the crime. Ran it, like, well, well, I will tell you this. If they did rerun it mm-hmm. on a network and ran it as like first run thing, uh-huh. then I would get some serious re, uh, some serious residuals. But as long as they show it as a sort of like uh, in syndication, no, then you're not. You're not going to make any money. You get any buzz like people coming up to you going, hey, man, I actually saw you in Crime Story because <laughs> it, it's out there again. To this day, to this day I still have I still have like a sort of a cult following of people, uh, you know, who come up to me and uh, and they'll just tell me. You know, a lot of people tell me, "Oh my God, my parents, you know, when they would watch you, you know, it was like the happiest times in the house because they would you would play all that music that they grew up with, mm-hmm. and they would just, you know, and and I would say, uh huh, okay, uh huh." I wonder if that could be part of it too, because I know like American Hot Wax, they they don't really. Jay Leno told me this, like, and Fran Drescher the same thing that because they were both in it, yeah. and because of when they made the movie, they never made the deal for like streaming. No one knew where the world would go, right? And the movie right. can't be shown because of negotiating rights, because you know, no, because of the music rights, and there's a lot of great music in Crime Story. Oh, fabulous oh yeah, music. A lot, they they got the rights. To play them, to, they sold the music in uh, like like when you watch it on the the, the the various networks that you're watching it on. Right, you're watching it with the original music. But if they tried to do it as a first run anywhere, they'd have to re they'd have to re negotiate uh, for all those those songs. Exactly, that's like on Wise Guy, the end of the f- cliffhanger with Sonny Steelgrave. When Ken Wall and Ray Sharkey are, you know, beating each other up. Yeah. In the original, they play Knights in White Satin. It was the best use of lyrics I ever heard, but unavailable yeah. in the DVD because mm. they couldn't use the music. Yeah, well, David Burke, who wrote, who wrote Crime Story, uh-huh. you know, we got to be, we're still friends to this day. And he went off and did uh, Wise Guy. Yeah. <laughs> he left Crime Story. And you were in that. <laughs> well, that was what happened when Ken Wall got hurt. Uh, David called me up and he said, listen, we're in a jam. He goes, would you come up to Vancouver and be the wise guy? And I said, where am I going to be? Like, they're going to Kenny Terranova? Like, we'll create a new character and you're replacing him on this on this job. And I'm like, all right, sure, David, whatever you want. I mean, you know, he's 
that good a rider. I said, okay, and I had a great time. Oh, beautiful. Tony, I'm going to take a quick break. Can you I'll put you on hold for one second? We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Take your time. Uh, take your time. Thanks, pal. 9.45. Um, New Jersey 101.5 can fill your gas tank this summer. You can win a free $100 gas gift card from Hackensack Meridian Health. Download or visit our free New Jersey 101.5 app. Enter today for your chance to win. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Steve Trevelisse, unsuited as the pilot, could be at the Lighthouse Film Festival. Tom Baldinger, the director, is here. And uh, on the line, uh, who I know is Ray Luca. You may know him as Andy Flynn or uh, John Raglan, if you're a wise guy, guy. Uh, Tony Dennison. So so what's it like having worked with Michael Mann, and now you're working with Tom Baldinger here? ha, ha, ha. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't put him up to that one, Tony. No, no, no. I tell you, I had a ball working on that project. I really did. And, you know, and I hope to God we get a chance to do more of them, whether we do them in Vegas or Jersey or, you know, friggin' Alaska. I don't care. It's, it was a lot of fun. But you're a New York guy, right? You came from New York. I'm born, yeah, born and raised in 107th Street, 3rd Avenue. Yeah, you get what this is all about, right? Yeah. I wanted to tell you a funny story on Crime Story. Please. An episode, it was episode four. Right. Where um, there was a character. Or, well, my uh, the, the, uh, the, the setup to it is a friend of mine is working on a soap opera. Right. And there's, a, there's, a, there's the head of a family. I can't say which one. Right. But the head of a family, his son is friends with one of the cameramen. So he's on the set and he's watching what's going on. And the you know, conversation led to one thing. And, and my friend says to him, Crime story comes up. He goes, oh, it's my friend Tony Dennison. You know, he's on. He goes, really? You know that guy? He goes, oh, last night my father and I were watching the show. Right. You know, and he says, and there's that scene where the guy comes in and he and he punches Luca. He goes, and I said to my father, he's going to fucking kill him now, right? Don't say, Tony, you can't curse, please, please. Oh, sorry, he's going to he's going to kill him now, right? I thought it was FM. I thought I could. I thought I could. No, 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 no. This is the end of that. So he says, well, that's what that's the way they spoke anyway. Right. So he said. Uh, he's going to kill him. He goes, no, no, he's not going to kill him. He said, there's too much rich stake here. He's going to give him a pass. But if he screws up again, he said, he's definitely a goner. So at the end, so what happens is I don't do anything to the guy. He goes, and I thought my father, my God, my father predicted it. Then at the end, the guy screws up and then I throw him out of an, an apartment building. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my father, he says, my father turns to me and says, see, Oh man! <laughs> a real genuine made guy thought that we were on point, so I said, "I guess we must be doing something right." Uh, How about that, Tony? Man, thanks so much for head of the family. Thanks so much for coming oh, on. You got to come on again for more stories. Oh, I, there's so many stories I can't, I can't. Then there's stories I did for other movies with 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 made people that it's just really funny. All right, Tony. Again, thanks so much for coming on. I got to hit the break, man. We'll talk again soon. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, and I, again, I apologize for the improper language. Nah, don't worry about it. Uh, okay, and I, I just got to tell you, it's like Tom is a genuinely great guy, and I know Ronnie's coming on pretty soon, and mm -hmm. so is Ronnie, and I had a ball working with these guys, and I can't wait to do it again. I really mean it. We had a ball working with you, Tony. We're looking I, forward to it, man. I'm, I'm lighting candles if this gets picked up. Please, please. Go to the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church. <laughs> there you go. Tony, take it easy, man. Thanks for coming on. All Jersey, all the time. It's so nice to talk to you. you guys are wonderful. New Jersey 101.5. We get it almost every night. And when that moon gets a big and bright.
of 10.09. You can actually see the moon. How about yeah. that, right? Tom Baldinger's in the house, director for 624 Productions. Unsuited is the pilot that's going to be uh, shown at the Lighthouse Film Festival this weekend at beautiful Long Beach Island, where you could actually see the lighthouse because we don't have smoke all yeah. over the place. No so. more no more smog, no more smoke. Did you have to create... You can, wait, now, you can still smoke in the casinos, right? Oh, uh, i got a funny story for that. Uh, so so do we, I. You go first. All right, so so when we were... And Ronnie will, will, was there for this. So when we were at the showboat, when we rebuilt the casino... The night before, we had to smoke it up because we it kind of gives that like that that feel on the camera where you don't really need to see smoke. It just gives like that that dense uh, feeling of it. So we the night before, my uh, our director of photography, Brad Reed, right. smoke machine psh, 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 all over. Right, nothing. The day of, we put little shower caps on on the on the fire alarms. The day right. of, we're filming. He puts out a little smoke. All of a sudden, the whole fire alarm goes <laughs> off. The entire showboat hotel evacuates. Uh huh. Fire marshal comes up and he looks, he sees yeah. all the, the, the shower caps. He goes, 3,000, 3,000. And we're like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. He's like, get them off. We had to do it two more times. We kept setting off the alarm. My wife was calling me from downstairs. Yeah. She's like, you were evacuating the showboat three <laughs> times already. Marmo and I were looking at each other. We're like, we're getting thrown out of here. We're so getting thrown out. <laughs> and he got thrown out and he ends up here now. Roddy Marmo, what's going on, my friend? What's up, pal? How you guys doing? Ah, oh, we're doing great. I've been I've been wanting to talk to you since I saw the end of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel last week, and uh, oh, nice. they 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 brought the Lenny Bruce guy in, and he's no Ronnie Marmo, Ronnie Marmo. No way. I just want to tell you. I'll let you guys say it. I can't say. It. <laughs> well, I already I, I already did. I already did. But uh, how's the show going? I'm not a comedian. I'm Lenny Bruce. It's going great. We uh, we open in two weeks in Toronto. Right. Oh yeah. By the way. That's not too far from Jersey. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you know, why don't you come on in and do it? You know, we we, we, oh, there are, we have theaters so here. Well, I was, listen, I'm talking to some Jersey people. We got things in the works, but we're playing Toronto in uh, in two weeks, and then uh, we play Laguna Laguna Beach out here in California. Right. And we go out to Houston and San Diego, so we're on tour now. Things are great. Nice. Excellent. Now, uh, unsuited, I saw the pilot. You are the guy that everybody in the neighborhood would gravitate to, right? You were like the voice of reason in the gang. Which is funny if you know me. Exactly. <laughs> I was that shocked. Is, that this. is not typecasting. Yeah, that is not typecasting. Um, no, it was great. Listen, I love Tom. We're old friends. And, uh, you know, getting to do that with him and bringing in some of my pals like Tony Dennison. I just heard Tony on there. Tony and I go way back. And it, it, it was so, it was just so nice to do something in Jersey about Jersey people. Uh, good people. And then to get to tie into the, uh, the Vegas thing is great, you know. You know, especially this time, you know, with uh, with the way gambling is now bigger and better than ever, easier than ever. More people are familiar with it. More people have all downloaded the uh, betting sites on their apps. If they're not actually going, this could really take off. That's what that's what we're hoping. Well, right. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tom had this idea, I guess, brought it to Kent and they, you know, they collaborated on it and it turned into this thing. And uh I think it's really smart, really timely. I think the people are fun to watch. I know Rick Adona's over there. He plays our best pal, plays my best buddy in it, you know, one of the guys. And uh, and it's just it's just a really nice 
story with nice people. It's just really cool. And and I love anytime we could like really hone in on Jersey people. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, what's it like? like Tom, you guys understand this, you know, because now the film industry is here in New Jersey. You guys are both pushing to make this happen. How hard is it to get something like this sold? Uh, well, you know, it, there's a lot of elements. I mean, Tom and I, we're in the trenches right now on this project. Literally. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's uh, you know you have to believe it. Unless you take a spiritual approach, you'll end up going crazy. So you put as much work in as you can. Right. You shake as many hands as you can, and then you believe whatever's in the stars. You know, so uh, it's good, and I believe it's good. So I think the cream always rises to the top, and so I think we're going to be okay. You and know? you got some great star power in it too. And thanks yeah, to yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie brought, brought in, you know, yeah. like I was saying earlier, he brought he brought Tony, he brought Carmine, he brought Dan, uh, he brought Judy he brought Henderson, the Bash brothers. He, yeah, he, no, he, and it and it was and it, it all just mixed really nicely, you know. And Ronnie's, uh, you know, he's one of the producers on the on the show, and so he was on set with us every day, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We we had a lot of fun working together, and and uh, and I can't wait to to do more of this. How did well, Tony and Dan get along? Oh, yeah, everybody gets along great. You know, listen, those guys are all pals. I mean, look, we're out here. It's funny. If you don't live in Hollywood, you you have this vision of Hollywood. But when you live here, right. you're just calling each other going, hey, you want to work on this? You want to do this? Let's do that. You know, yep. it's a very different mindset. But uh, thank you for the kind words, Tom. I, uh, You know, look, it's, it, when you call friends like that and they say, yeah, let's do it. And then obviously they love me, but the material's got to be good, too. So it's not just about friendship you know what i mean yeah and, and so they jump in. you could hear you know that tony loves the material you know and you could hear you know just from the way he was talking about it and i love it too i mean it's just, it's just a great idea it's a great premise and you know when you live in jersey you really get it and more and more now uh jersey's cool you know more yeah. and more people want to be connected with jersey tv shows want to be connected movies want to be connected with jersey sopranos helped with that a lot you yeah. know they open people's eyes to how great Jersey is. And here's the truth. Like, we brought in all our friends. You know, I had some wonderful uh, actors that I knew, and everyone brought in people. But then our real gift was, you know, casting Michael Satow, which I think was Judy Henderson's, yeah. like, that's that's her big, uh, you know, cherry on top. She really... She brought Michael to the table. Without Michael, I don't think it's the same thing. No, you know? you're absolutely right, Ronnie. Remember, and Ronnie, you remember when we went through those auditions and we saw, and I think Michael was the first, Michael Satow was the first person I think we saw, right, uh -huh. Ronnie? And, yeah. and we saw him and we fell in love. And I, I remember, <laughs> I, I was so excited. And I remember, Ronnie, Ronnie, do you remember you said to me, you go, hold on, hold on, don't, all right, we fell in love with this guy, but we've got some other people we got to see. Wait, let's go see these other people. Don't fall in love with this guy too fast. Hang on, hang on. But we both- That can't be easy. Uh, it was love at first sight. It really was. Sure, but, I, but as an actor, I, Tom's not an actor, but I am. And so as an actor, I was like, people prepared. Give me <laughs> and, <laughs> act, and, and, and after each other person, we both go, he wasn't as good as Mike. He wasn't as good as Mike. <laughs> he became the bar. <laughs> what a relief, though, you know, to find such a great, and he's a, even a better person than an actor, and, and he's a great actor. And so we're just so lucky to have him at the helm. And, and I just think it's great. I mean, I just think it's great. Carmine was wonderful. Dan Dan Loria got to play two roles. Mm -hmm. Dan is fantastic, you know. And uh, and don't forget, Marmo, your wife plays your love interest in the uh, in the show as well, Miss uh, Janelle. Yeah. Oh, Janelle wanted it that way, or did you say, you know, I think we better cast some? Ah, oh, no, you don't. Why don't Why don't you ask my wife? Hold How on. is she? There's nobody who could fill those shoes quite like me. Exactly. <laughs> nobody could fill those heels quite like you. 
I, you know, all these guys are talking about how much of a gift Michael was, how much of a gift Dan Lauria okay. was. Mm. Everybody together. Oh my God! She's the glue that holds <laughs> everybody together. See that? <laughs> She's out of control. You gotta wrangle these crazy men together. Listen, behind any good guys is always a brilliant woman. He's know. doing a new play. I'm not a comedian. I'm Janelle's husband. <laughs> Exactly. Welcome to my life. Uh, And listen, I married up, Steve. There's no question. Oh, absolutely. Hey, you guys got to come in here next time you're in town. Yeah, definitely. Listen, it's so great. I'm so happy you guys are there and uh, you're doing this together. And I wish I could be at the screening. I'm so disappointed about that. But it's tough being on the other coast, you know? We'll have a drink in your honor. But we got you in Vegas, though. So uh, we we got the Vegas screening, so... All right, you guys. It's going to be amazing, yeah. Yeah. I got to take a break. We'll talk when you guys come in. All right. Thank you for having me, Steve. See you, Tom. Got See you, Ronnie. Ronnie. We'll hang in studio. We'll bring garlic knots. We'll do fun things. We'll get fast track. Jersey 101.5. It's Father's Day. New Jersey 101.5. Giving Dad some meat and some heat. Just listen for our Father's Day meat and heat code word at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. You can instantly win some meat, a free $100 Wegmans gift card. You'll also qualify to win some heat, our grand prize of a $900 Weber grill from Parks Casino. There's three chances to win every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, Wegmans and Parks Casino with the closest live table games. Exit 6 off the New Jersey Turnpike must be 21. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Good luck and happy Father's Day from New Jersey. 101.5. Tom Baldinger in the house. Unsuited. So now, if it wins the film festival, what Mm -hmm. happens next? Uh, So it depends on, you know, if it wins, uh, you know, best uh, episodic, wins uh, best actor, actress. Uh, It's a nice nice feather in our cap, but it doesn't stop, right? No. It's, it's, you know, I I saw an image on Facebook the other day and it showed this, 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 it was a stick figures and it showed ladders, two ladders. And it said the steps to success, small steps to success. And it showed a ladder of a lot of little steps and it showed the person at the top of the ladder. And then it showed these big ladder with these big steps and this person's trying to grab just the first rung. And to me, something like, so, you know, winning festivals at Lighthouse, Golden Door, wherever it's just small steps, everything that we're doing, getting Danny, getting Ronnie, mm-hmm. being on the show with you, small steps to success, you know, that's... In that order. In, <laughs> so that's what it's, you know, so getting in a, even just getting a nomination is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, you know, in fact, actually, uh, we, we submitted it to a festival, a, a um, internet festival called the Television Feedback Festival and Web Series, and it won Best Direction, which was really cool. That's great. So it was nice. I, I, I sent the message over to, to Kent Radford, who's our executive producer and, and co-creator. Right. And he was like, that's awesome. And he goes, I guess it says that the writing stunk and everything else stunk. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not what they're trying I'm to say. I'm accepting this for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, winning, winning, getting it nomination is wonderful winning is even better but you know you just we just gotta as you know ronnie said it's the cream on the top and you just gotta keep going for it you gotta keep going for it and when you hit it's like an overnight thing right because a lot of these guys who start out you know they start out with nothing and then all of a sudden you get that one success yep. that catapults and makes everything else go right it makes it people look at that and then when you for the next one they're willing to listen well that's and the they're big more thing open-minded in, that's the big thing in, in the industry right they say fantastic what else do you have 
right? And that's why we, you know, we continue to work on the Beer League, the series. We're working on Checked Out, working on music videos because we want people to go, okay, Unsuited, amazing. What else do you have? Oh, this is kind of cool. You got Beer League, the series. You've got this. You got that. So now you're coming back on June 19th with Beer League, the series. Yeah, with uh, Mr. Jimmy Palumbo. Did you get him on board? He's on board. Oh, because I got. Oh, oh, no, come he's, on, no, he's on. No, he'll be here. I, no, I spoke to him actually last night, and I and I said to him, I'm like, you're coming down here. Come on, you got to come down. And he's like, I'll be there. I'll be there. So There's he'll be notched. There. Yeah, there's garlic nuts. There's Come on, garlic nuts. So now, so beer league, the series. Now this is this is uh, that we talked about earlier, right? This isn't going to be the movie. This is a pilot. This is going to be an actual internet YouTube series, right? Correct. Yeah, five episodes. Okay, and uh, and each one, you know, they're short episodes. They're too, short right? episodes. So each each episode's like four to five minutes long, and it just introduces these characters where they were, or excuse me, where they are twenty years, you know, sixteen years later. And what a great idea for the premise, too. You know, to go back to it. Yep. And, and it's, you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun. Jimmy and I have been and talking, and Greg Alpern, our other producer, we've been talking about, you know, where we're going to go with the next couple of episodes, you know, because it just can't be about the guys, right? It can't be about just the, the cast from Beer League. We got to talk about their kids, right? Right. Like, that's what we got to talk about. We got to say, like, you know, you know in, the, in the series, you find out a little bit more about, you know, Jimmy, Johnny Trino's. You know his kids. What's happening with his son, and what's going on with with uh, <laughs> with Michael Deej's kids? And you know, well, he doesn't have kids, but you know. So there's it's it's all about you know what else is happening outside of the softball field. And you know what? It's, it's, it's kind of like Cobra Kai, what mm. they did with uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, where I saw the uh, the making of that. And I've watched all the Cobra Kai's, and I've had Machio on, and you know, it's. You realize, you realize, I never realized how deep and how much they were able to get out of that. Think of that one movie. It's amazing. And by just taking it, and then you can't watch the movie the same way. No. Because you know so much now. Yep. And they kind of flipped the script where Johnny Lawrence was the bad guy. Yep. Now Johnny Lawrence was the tortured guy. Right. Now you go back and you watch it. Oh, man, I don't hate him as much. No, now. you it's- don't. And and it's funny. I, I watch it now with my kids. Uh, my son, you know, he's 17, and, and we watched it together. My daughter, who's going to be 12, uh, my son's actually turning 17 in a couple of weeks. Um, and my daughter right. turns 12 at the end of July. And she keeps, she's like, Dad, I want to, because she saw all Karate Kid movies. In fact, uh, during COVID, we watched all three one night. And she was 11 or 10. And she was like, I want to watch Cobra Kai. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can watch that with you right now. Because it's a little risque for a, a girl at 10 years old. Right. But she, every day she's always asking me. She's like, Dad, can we watch Cobra Kai? I'm, I'm going to be 12. Can I watch Cobra Kai? And I'm like, ah, maybe, maybe, you know, because she loved the movies. So she's going to have a completely different aspect. It wasn't that bad, though. No, I no. Mean, it's it's the cursing, deep. right? And, you know, but it's funny because I, I have a boy and a son. You live and, in and a, Jersey. We curse know, more here than anywhere. You know, I'm, I'm a protective father. I don't mm-hmm. want my daughter hearing those words. My, my son, he can hear it all, you just, know, just so. Clear your throat every time they do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? The, the, the thing about that was just, like I said, the way, the way they developed developed each character and you know players all the players and like the thing about quote with karate kid was that each episode each movie took place at the end of the last movie so those fights really aged ralph macho yeah right yeah (laughs) that that kick that kick to added three years to his life oh tremendous because in two right he he's like 17 and one yeah he's like 20 20 and two Mm. i think by three he was like 27 i missed the miyagi yeah it was like and and they got a full out of that out of that three he was saying this too he said you know out of that movie karate kid three which he was the least fond of 
They yeah. ended up getting a whole series out of, like a whole season out of. They really Because they bring in, uh, uh, who's the guy? Silver. Silver. They bring yeah. in Silver, mm -hmm. and they exploit him for, you know, for the evil guy that he is. And they did a, such a great job of explaining, because, you know, when that character was done in, the, in Karate Kid 3, it was a little over the top, right? It was like, it's kind of weird. And they explained it in Cobra Kai and he said and his character he says you know goes I was I was I was coked up I was I was drugged out of my mind back in the yeah. that's how it was in the 80s and so I sat there and I saw that scene I went wow that is such good writing like they took something that was over the top and they explained why it was over the top you know and it was really well done reeled it in for their own script you doing this with beer league <laughs> why was Audie Lang like the way <laughs> we fixed it <laughs> Yeah, so we're 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 looking forward to that, but uh, you know it's 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 tough, you know, when you're doing something 20 years later, 15 years later, and try to tap into that old, you know, fan base, and then at the same time try to bring in new fan base and get people excited about it. So, That's the secret. Yeah, you know, to bridge it, kind of like they did with you know with Cobra Kai, yep. where you you bring in new people, you have the love, unlike what Bud Light did, where they just alienated their entire audience oh, and yeah, was, lost five that, billion dollars. That was crazy. You embrace your audience and yeah. you add new people to your audience. It seems so simple. Right? Yeah, it's it's you just gotta you know it's a different world we live in now. It's a different world. I mean, there's so many movies that are on you know TV that could never be released today. That's yeah. what sucks. It does. Because the whole, I, I, I miss the days. I miss the days of Lenny Bruce. I mean, you know, Lenny Bruce pushed the envelope. Lenny and made it easy for people to push the envelope. And now... Could you imagine George Carlin being alive in today's world? Well, Carlin, I'd love to get his take on today's world. Yeah. But Carlin, you know, Carlin went to jail with Lenny Bruce. Yeah. And Lenny Bruce said, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Ronnie knows better than me. 1030. Prices are insane. Also brought to you by Ray Katana Auto Group. Find that Jaguar vehicle that's perfect for you at Ray Katana Jaguar of Edison. Financing is available as low as three ninety nine percent for twenty four months on select certified pre owned models. Experience the luxury of a certified pre owned Jaguar from Ray Katana Jaguar of Edison. All right, Tom Baldwin, your director, six two four Productions. Unsuited is the pilot going to be at the uh, Lighthouse Festival, Long Beach Island. Did you did Did you just read my mind? Yes. Did you just read my mind by playing that song? Oh, you Do you like know that? that I am the the biggest Van Halen fan in the world? You are? I am a, the hugest Van Halen fan in the world. I knew that. I, I knew that. Did said, you know that? What could I play that would work? Dude, I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, how did, did you just like, you just like reached in and was like, oh, I know that. That's what he likes. Do you know he wrote that? What's that? Do you know he wrote that? How did he write that? David Lee Roth was watching the 5 o'clock news. Uh-huh. And it was a jumper. And yep. it opens with the jumper. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, everybody's thinking about it. And he wrote it. So the so here's a here's a little trivia, Van Halen trivia. The yeah. end of the jump, when the when the guitar, the riff is dun 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 That is the opening of a song, Top of the World, with Sammy Hagar. Really? Yeah. So when they were doing For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, they needed another song. And Eddie was they were they were like we need another song and Eddie goes well I got this riff at the end of uh, jump dun, 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 yeah. and it's the same riff for, that? and that's how they made uh, that song top of the world um, dude ah. dude you go to my car I have the the Frankenstein <laughs> hanging from my rearview mirror my wife and friends will tell you I'm a I'm a nutball I'm a, I know? would love to write uh -huh. I would love to write right. a movie about Van Halen. And I've already, I, actually, my That's son and good. I were riding, my son and I were riding to a hockey tournament, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was an hour and a half, and he goes, Dad, go ahead, just riff, tell me what you think the story would be. And I was like, okay, I open this, second act is this, third act is this, because you got to break a movie up in three acts. Yeah. And, I, and he was like, Dad, you got to write it. And I was like, well, you tell me when I have the time to write it, and I'll, and I'll do that. <laughs> write it on the, hockey, on the way to the hockey game. But yeah, I'm a huge Van Halen fan. You know, David Lee Roth was an EMT guy, right? 
Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Remember he took over the Howard Stern show for a little bit, too? And the biggest... Oh, that was... You don't want to talk about that. Uh. <laughs> the, 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 biggest, um, the biggest thing he said, his biggest thrill was when a guy died and came back. Ah. And then the guy comes back, looks at him and goes, I must be in heaven. I'm back at David Lee, <laughs> David Lee Roth saving my life. Oh, God. What a, sh- what a shame when Eddie Van Halen died. Oh, what a shock. I cried. I cried. Many people cried. I cried. So upset. You know what? Uh, and David Lee Roth, the, you know, he, took, he took over the Stern thing, but the problem was, well, twofold. You know, one was that uh, you don't want to be the guy who follows the guy. Right. You want to be guy. You want to be the guy who follows the guy who follows the guy, mm. and you don't want to follow that guy. Right. It was just. It was just too big. Yeah. And the other one, it wasn't 1986. Yeah. No. Mm. Exactly. No, it was much later in life. But I'll tell you, have you have you heard Eddie's son Wolfgang Mammoth, the band Mammoth? No. Oh, the music is amazing. The kid I've is, heard about them actually. Oh, God. really? He's actually playing down in Asbury Park on August third. I'm plugging Wolfgang Mammoth. <laughs> I don't even know the guy. Uh, he's playing. He's playing. He's coming in next week to plug on Suited. Don't worry about oh, it. Let me tell you something. I saw him play at the what is it? The the Strand in yeah, uh, in Lakewood. Uh, no, not the Strand. Oh God, I can't even think of it. Anyway, he's going to be down in Asbury Park. Yeah. Uh, summer stage. August 3rd. I'm a huge fan. His music is awesome. The Does kid, he play Van Halen? No. So he plays, he's got his own, he's got his a second album coming out in August as well. He's he's Fuck so them. talented. He's the, the way he sings, because his dad couldn't sing. His dad obviously was who his dad was. Mm-hmm. Right. But Wolfie is, he's a great, he's a, an amazing, uh, uh, musician. I mean, the whole album is him. He does the drums, he does the bass, he does wow. the lead guitar, and he does the singing. Wow. He recorded it all himself in the 5150 studio, and then he hired the band, oh, wow. and they went on tour. Oh, the, the album is great. The second album comes out in August. The first yeah, album is really good. Yeah, put him in the movie, too. Oh, I would. He's got a song. Uh, it's called Think It Over, and he's got another song called uh, Horribly Right. And I wanted to, I, I actually sent him a, a message on Instagram. He didn't answer. It's okay. But I wanted to use, oh, just go down I wanted to use Horrible Right as one of our uh, theme songs in, in one of our episodes for Unsuited because it, it's, it's a, the song's about horribly right, right? Yeah. So Greg is like, you got to do, if you're going to do something right, mm-hmm. you're going to do it horribly right, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember listening to that song with Michael. We were in Vegas. I was like, dude, listen to this song. I'm like, that is Unsuited right there. So, Wolfie, if you're listening, give me oh, a call. Listen, when you go down to Asbury Park, right? You got a little headlines. I've got news yeah. for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? As Vince Lombardi, not played by Dan Loria. <laughs> he will be on Unsuited. Has he told you Vince Lombardi stories? Uh, no. He hasn't told me. He might have told some of the other people in on the, in the cast. But well, no. when you get him in here, I'll ask him. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. He played Vince Lombardi on Broadway. On Broadway. He's fantastic. Yeah. Fan- absolutely great. It looked like him, too. Mm-hmm. Dead ringer. Definitely. So, yeah. Rob, what's going on? Well, Pizza Hut has announced that they're going to be launching a pickle pizza. I don't think people want to order it. I think people just want to say it. Pickle pizza. That, that's pickle what I'm pizza. thinking. Pickle pizza. Give me the pickle pizza. Pickle, 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 pickle I, pizza. I'm thinking that's a that's a great. What, what do you call those? When you, it's like an acting classes where you do uh, tongue twister. Tongue twister. Tongue, yes. Tongue twister. Red pickle. red leather, yellow leather. Mm-hmm. Pickle, pickle pizza. Pickle pizza. Pizza yeah. hot pickle pizza. Would you eat a pickle pizza? No. 
No. Would you? No. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Oh, come on. Is it slices of pickle or is it like the... the no, whole, it can't be the whole I, freaking I, I, the whole on top of there, right? I think no. it's like... To me, I think it's like a pepperoni. They cut it like it was a yeah. cucumber and they just laid it on there. Ugh. But to me, like, it's one of those just big marketing it's things. It's going to be a like, salted yeah. pickle. I mean, yeah, take, take a bite. Well, and- it depends on what kind. Pickle, I mean, you don't want to put the kosher gilkin, the gherkin on there. You don't want the sweet pickle. You'd want the salted pickle. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a, a spicy dill pickle. A spicy dill pickle on a pizza. Uh-huh. Well, that'll be going pretty soon. That, that'll be one of those things we'll talk about with new Coke from years to come. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I was saying, where it's like one of those moments where you're like, you know, it's like when you dare your friend to mix Pepsi with ketchup and mustard. I used to do that when I was younger, but... You're just going to buy this and be like, all right, take that bite and just Wait a second. yourself. When you were younger? Yeah. When you were younger. Yeah. It's 23. Yeah, when you were, when you were young, younger. Get out of here. Yeah. I know. What do you like? What do you? What was that, know? yesterday? <laughs> yes. Yeah, really. When he, back, in, back in his youth. Yeah. The, the glorious result of his misspent youth. My youths. What do you like on pizza? Like, what do you like on pizza Meatball. that most people don't eat? Meatball. Meatball, Meatball or chicken parm? Chicken parm pizza. Yeah, chicken parm. Interesting. chicken parm pizza. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You ever have chicken Alfredo pizza? No. Wait a second. Good. So when I was yeah, when I was at King right, Pizza, right. they had it there. The guy was like, "Oh, that's you where I try get that. it," and I almost got it, and oh. I didn't. Tell him, yeah, that's my that's my pizza. The uh, the other one. Somebody, I was uh, I was in a place called ANS Salomaria, just closed. It was an Italian deli, mm. and there's a guy in there owned a string of pizzerias in Staten Island, which have closed. Uh-huh. And he says to me, "You want to try this? You get a white pizza, and you put bacon, pepperoni, and sliced tomato." Wow. Unbelievable. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Brought to you by Fantasy Island Amusement Park. Summer is here at Fantasy Island Amusement Park in Beach Haven on beautiful Long Beach Island. Their arcade is now open daily and outdoor rides and games are currently open Saturdays and Sundays. For more info for store hours, visit FantasyIslandLBI.com. The fun starts here, as we know. Tom Baldinger is here, director, unsuited. Lighthouse Festival this weekend in beautiful Long Beach Island. Beach Haven? Uh, uh, Ship Bottom. Ship Bottom. I used to stay in Ship Bottom. We used to spend summers there. I used to, we used to go as a kid. Um, my parents would, uh, would rent down an LBI for so many years. And then I got older, went to college. And then my brother and I, my brother's seven years older than me. I was in college and he was like, you know, let's start renting houses down in LBI. Yeah, and we did it for like four or five years in a row. And it was so much fun. It's frozen in time, LBI. It's so, and then it my, hasn't changed. And then I did it with my family. We did it two years ago, two or three years ago. And there I was, you know, my son's, you know, he was 15, 16. He's there hanging out with his friend. And I was like, and it great. I was like, this is awesome, mm-hmm. you know? You know, he may run into Ray Romano down there. It, was he... Uh... Every year, he's, he goes around and stays two weeks in LBI. Where? I don't know. Well, come on. <laughs> but he yeah. always talks about it. Does he? Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. he's been on Kimmel talking about it. It's a good. It's a great place, LBI. So it's so it's such a such an awesome. Get him awesome in an episode place. of unsuited. You know, you oh, never know what could happen. Yeah, you never know. Just tell him. Does he like to play poker? We'll let you win. I <laughs> <laughs> get him in a game. He starts winning. Hey Ray, you'd be great at this. You're done. There you go. What else we got? All right. So in, a Williamstown man was sent to prison after allegedly punching a man at a little league game. Oh man! Yep. I heard about this. After some uh, after some bad calls, uh, the guy met up with the other guy in the parking lot in front of the kids. That's what? I'm, yes, That's freaking believable, right? Dropping the you know the baseball bags. 
You know, there, there's a time when, like, you, you got to say, all right, you lived your life. It was good. That's what now I'm saying. Now you got to let the kid live his life. I'll tell you a quick story. Yes. So I saw. Will this be a I, movie? Or no, just no, no, no. I, I witnessed this happen at my son's hockey game. Oh, man. So there was a father. Game was over. Kids got into a big fight. One father is yelling down at the kids. The other father is yelling down at the kids. And I guess the one dad, dad number one, said something, you know, and the, to to one of the kids, right? Didn't wasn't derogatory. Just like you know, you shouldn't have said that. Whatever. Uh-huh. Dad number two, who's the father of that kid, starts like getting in his face, and they're screaming, screaming at him. And the dad number one's like, "Whoa, relax, relax." So he leaves with his daughter. He goes downstairs. Mm-hmm. I'm watching all of this, right? He goes downstairs with his daughter. Now the game is over. It's like a good ten minutes later. Dad number two, the the wacky dad, uh-huh. comes down with two of his buddies. Oh! Into the into the rink and he starts going at the guy again. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, "Are you insane?" Yep. What was the problem? I, I, you could see the guy had the look in his eyes, like he wanted to fight. And the other guy was like, "Dude, I'm here with my my daughter right now. Like, yeah. are you insane?" It was. I yeah. Could not, I could not believe what Somebody I was. Somebody had to break it up. No, he okay. he walked out with his daughter. He said, "I'm leaving." And then one of the guy goes, "You're lucky." He said, "He said something like, you 'You're lucky you're not walking out of here in an ambulance.'" Yeah, and all, some of the other parents were sitting there, like, "This is <laughs> not happening." Who's the? What's going on? So, like that story, right? It happens all the it time. Happened when I was in the uh, sixth grade. We won a regular season game, and someone from the other parent group heard one different parent, and then all of a sudden, both groups of parents are merging at each other when we're having a like, I don't know, like a post game like meeting. Sure, you know where the dad's really like, "Hey, great base hit." Great way to hit your cutoff. And all of a sudden, you hear, like, the parents in the background. Oh, and there was a dude up on the fence, hands up. And it was it got to the point where one of the parents was like, I'm not bringing my kid to the next game if this happens again. Well, the kids are embarrassed. Exactly. Because the kids, the kids yeah. all get along. They don't want to deal with this. Yeah. So, you know, the dads think that, like, you know, they're macho in front of the kids. And the kids are like, could you say, could you say you're his father? Hey, they? It's the right. biggest thing yeah. at the uh, lunch table the next day. Come on. Yeah. It's, that's what I used to bring up. No, it's, uh, it's, it's a real shame because at the end of the day, you're ruining it for the kids. The kids mm-hmm. are there to have fun. They want to just play the game. And last time I checked, these kids aren't getting paid. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's there's no there. money going around here. Like, it, It's just a childhood memory. It's, it's going to be all good. That's all it is. Just like Unsuited, it's going to be all good this weekend, man. Yeah, baby. Thanks for coming on. It was been a Thank blast, you. man. Uh-huh. June 19th, you're coming back. June 19th, we'll be back with Mr. Jimmy Palumbo. And we'll discuss Beer League, the series. Excellent. In the meantime, you have a great weekend. Tomorrow, I'm going to be at the uh, meat truck in Woodbridge at the center, and then I'm going to be broadcasting live at the Asbury Park Boardwalk, the New Jersey 101.5 studios from 3 to 7. And then I'm going to be doing the uh, the show at M&J's with Goomba Johnny and Freddie Rubino on the weekend of the passing of Pat Cooper. Could there be a better show to be on? This has been the Steve Travely Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.